0: Across the UK, online and on DAB.
1: A new kind of talk radio. We'll get you talking. Talk radio. Evening.
2: Thank you very much, Johnny. Thank you, Ash. Excellent stuff as always. Ian Lee, talk radio. Um, Don't call in for the first 20 minutes or so, because we've got Andy Partridge at show from XTC. That's fun. We'll be taking our hats off to Gary Shandling, who died earlier. And I'll be honest... You know this show is normally quite shambolic, this is, I, 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 my mind's been miles away today, I've got nothing prepared at all, here's the news. Live. I, I, well, you know, I'm happy this is a talk station, of course. It feeds the kids, but... If it were a music station, we'd have the whole of that. What the hell? We play all of the Duke songs this evening. It'll be a Duke special. Evening, dear listener. this is Ian Lee, Talk Radio. Don't give us a call for 20 minutes or so, because we've got a special guest on. Uh, it's Andy Partridge. Evening, Andy. Oh,
3: my good grief, it is I. ha <laughs> I should we should we do this in theatrical loving? Oh, for oh you dear boy! Oh,
2: my darling Partridge! It's so marvellous to hear from you. Lovely,
0: lovely, lovely. How? How you
2: know? Listen, Andy Partridge. I've got to say. Now, I've got to say. I'm always. We had John Sebastian on the other day. Oh. F- from the Loving Spoonful. And I'm aware that to put some, some people in con- context, you have to say, and, uh, John Sebastian from the Loving Spoonful. Andy Partridge of XTC. Does that ever get annoying?
3: Um, sometimes you can, it's, it's okay because you can sort of hide behind it, like, you know, like, it's that bloke out of. Yes. That's, that's good because if you want to hide, that's good. Um, and then other times you think, what? They don't know me. They, you know, they talk about, they'll talk about Johnny Marr.
4: Oh. Then,
5: they won't say Johnny Meyer at the Smiths. And you haven't been out of XTC for, what, 20 years? Uh, oh, no, uh, about 10. 10, oh, no, OK, you're,
2: not, you're right. I was, I'm, I'm ageing you, of course. I'm ageing you, yes, about... Yeah, yeah well, that's, that's, it's easier to do it verbally than cutting through and counting the rings. The, what was the last one? The last one was um, Wasp Star, wasn't it, the last album?
3: Last official XTC album was Wasp Star, yes, which is difficult to say on borrowed teeth, I've got to be honest with you.
2: Have you been having a drink tonight as well?
3: No, I've been oh. totally sober tonight. I've oh! Been, I've been sat here strumming my electric pygmy, awaiting your call. <laughs> I feel privileged to have yeah, a sober... I'm not getting plugged in, though. The little bloater doesn't like it. Um, and and
2: there's no, XTC is done. I, we've, t- we've spoken about this privately, you know. I, I, XTC is done. That ain't happening no more, is it?
3: No, no, no. We had a fantastic run. I mean, yeah. really good runs. Oh, yes. um, in the public eye, from 77 till 2006... Uh, which isn 't bad and uh, and before seventy seven you know from seventy two up to seventy seven it was like struggling pubs working men 's clubs all that kind of stuff you know the usual story
2: um, i have got i got delivered this today so i 've not read it and i 've paid for this out of my own my own uh, um, uh, wallet uh, the new book complicated game inside the songs of xtc it 's a beautiful looking book
3: it 's you it's, know it 's Paper pages, with, it, <laughs> and some of the letters are printed in the right combination, so they sort of randomly form words. I can tell it's a good book because it's heavy. Oof! That's a,
2: It's like those people that say, "I'm looking for some art. What kind of art do you want? All
3: oh, about this big,
2: you know?"
6: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. What is yeah, it? I'll what why
2: is this book?
3: It to make it heavy it's uh, yeah sure so you got you got your copy have you
2: i bought it yeah i've got i've got it here it's, i'm holding it now and i've not it came today so i've not had a chance to read it but i've
3: flicked through it it's about you writing songs isn't it it is yeah it's a series of interviews i did um about 10 years ago with a friend of mine called todd Bernhardt, an american chap and uh you know, we would talk on the phone pretty much every week. And he said to me one day, he said, Look, I'll tell you what, why don't I start recording these conversations? And I'll ask you specifically about some of the songs of yours that I like, and we can slap them up on the internet. I said, Yeah, sure, okay. So we did that. And then after, I don't know how many we did of these, like a hundred and something of these, um, we, we sort of forgot about them, you know. And then uh, years later, uh, I don't know who it was. Maybe somebody he mentioned it to or whatever said, you should put these in a book, you know. And we started to think, oh, book. Oh, I'd love to read a book one day, you know. So, no, it was it was just a case of... Um, uh, get it get it down on paper and, uh, and and put some of these these interviews. And they're not really interviews. It's just sort of chats between yeah. friends, really. It, it it looks lovely.
2: It does look like a classy book, and it, it, it is good. I'm surprised there aren't more books about you or Colin or the band. You know, there's Short there's Kills and Children. That's one, isn't it? But that's quite old now.
3: Yeah, yeah, and there's one called Song Stories, which is conversations with myself, Colin Moulding, and Dave Gregory about pretty much a sentence or two about everything we ever recorded up to that point. Um, But no, there's, there's not many photographs. There's not much in the way of films. There's a lot of records, but yeah. there's you know we're, we're, I think the Yeti has been photographed more than we have.
5: <laughs> there's you
2: say there's not a lot of um, uh, films. He wears
3: there, th- nicer <laughs> there's, there's, There are quite
2: a few films of you guys that you know I've, I've seen there are hooky you know DVDs floating around and stuff on YouTube. You know uh, you um, uh, pretending to record Towers of London and, and various programs you know, like the that.
3: BBC wouldn't get away with that these days. T- TV fakery. It, yeah, I so mean, it's a documentary
2: I about you recording a song, but you'd already recorded the song, so you were faking recording the song.
3: Exactly, it was, it was fakery on an Attenborough level. <laughs> um, we, yeah, we uh, BBC actually called us up while we were making the Black Sea album. Yeah, and said, oh, "Can we come in and film you making the album?" And we thought, "Yeah, great. Nobody's ever filmed us making an album. Yeah, come on down." Uh, and they said, "Ah, oh, well, it'll take uh, it. Take a little while to get all the permissions and you know, b- build some cameras. No doubt." Uh, and we said, OK, we'll be here for a few more weeks yet. And um, we never they never called us. And then we went out on tour for X amount of months, uh, came back, and they said, OK, we're ready. And we said, well, look, we, um, it, it, the album's out. You know, it's quite a, quite a while ago now. And they said, well, look, couldn't you just fake the recording of the current single? It's terrible. I know. And so we all had to get polar bear outfits on and pretend to give birth to each other. <laughs> And uh, and nobody knows any different, and, and and we sort of did it exactly like we were, we would have done the original, you know, just yeah. playing and grooving and dicking around and uh, and being at the manor and, you know, just being be an XTC really, you're, bunch of smart ass yokels. <laughs> you're still doing
2: stuff, not you? You're not doing stuff as XTC, but you're still releasing CDs. Well, actually, I say you're not doing stuff as XTC. You are remastering the back catalogue and bringing out. Really high-quality pack- repackages.
3: Well, uh, remastering um, for vinyl and CD release, but the the big thrill with um, the recorded stuff is Stephen Wilson, Mr. If-You-Want-It-In-5-1-Surround-Sound, yeah. he's the man to go to. He's um, working his way through our back catalogue. When the When the master tapes can be found, I have to add that, But, you know, people say to me, oh, why aren't they coming out in in chronological order? Well, it's as simple, is that they can't find all the tapes. You know, the one thing a record company has to do is keep your tapes safe, you know, because that's all that it's about, is the recorded work. Yeah. And uh, they can't find most of the material. So Um, so what is
2: that? Is that just that they got chucked, someone lost them, someone nicked them?
3: What is it? Well, all sorts of stories. I mean, I've, I've heard horror stories from people that used to work at Virgin saying, oh, I saw some of your tapes the other week. They were down an old railway tunnel, which was boarded oh. up, and they had Bexian shelves down this old railway tunnel, and they were spilling out all over the floor yeah. and stuff, you know. And I'm thinking, my goodness, it here was, here was me thinking they'd be all in temperature-controlled Yeah. You know, a, a situation like a big warehouse, like um, oh, what was the what was the the uh, um, what was the uh, the film with um, oh uh, you know it's, uh, Indiana Jones? Oh right, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. A huge warehouse, sort yes. Of, with crates, you know, and well, let's see, let's walk on down to X, and they'll be in the XTC. <laughs> no, um, most of the tapes would be would be. Um, you know, you had no idea where they were, and and in fact, some some have just been found in New York, which is wow, really odd, um, which is good because it means we can we can uh, we can carry on getting these surround, surround sound mixes done, which is great because people are loving them. You know, they they're loving sitting inside the music.
2: Well, they are loved. Did this start with, and I don't want to, I know this is uncomfortable territory, so I don't want to pry too much. No, 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 nothing's uncomfortable. Are you sure? Nothing's verboten. Okay. Did this start with the the um, remastering of um, Skylarking? Because that, you, you uh, it came out again a few years ago as a big, fat sounding album after set after being a brilliant record, but sounding a little bit flat.
3: It sounded amazingly thin, yeah. in fact. Uh, we did our best when, when the tapes came back from a chap called Todd Rungren, who some of you may have heard of. Um, the, it, he mixed it over there. We weren't allowed at the mixing session because we were trouble. Um, and he posted them over, and, and nobody liked the results. Yeah. Uh, the band didn't like them and and, um, Virgin Records didn't like them so we said, would you please mix it again you know, brackets a little bit better, close brackets Uh, and he did some of them again and said, stuff it, I'm not doing it anymore you're stuck with with what you get you know and um, we were appalled at how thin it sounded there was no bass, there was no proper top, it was just a sort of middle sounding, like it was coming down a thick telephone or something, you know and um, we did our best, you know, mastered it as best we could and blah, 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 and put the album out. And the album's a great sounding, a great sort of, how should we say, sequenced album. And it was some of our better material Oh, it's, as well.
2: some, it's, it's, it's some amazing songs on there. Years later,
3: we, we got hold of the master of stereo mix and a chap called John Dent, who works down in Taunton in Somerset, I think it is. That sounds about right, yeah. Over that way. Um, He's got a mastering studio down there, and we sent him the tapes, and he phoned me up one day, and he said... "Um you know, these, these tapes, they, they sound pretty rotten. And, and I said, yeah, they do. And he said, it's because they're out of polarity. And I said, well, what does that mean? And he gave me a long scientific explanation. I said, oh, my goodness, how do we put that right? And he said, well, actually, I've got a device here with a combination of switches on it. And if I flick the right combination of switches... He
2: can reverse be, the polarity.
3: It'll be back to how it should wow. have sounded. And I said, well, what causes this? And he said, well, the simplest simplest thing is a few wires of been soldered wrongly in the studio. Yeah. He said, it's very common. It's very common. So I said, well, please flick your magic switches, Mr. <laughs> Switchy Flickman.
2: Very technical terms, Andy.
3: Yeah, very. It's, you know, I'm like George Martin when it comes to that. <laughs> and he, a couple of days later, he sent, uh, he sent a copy of what he'd done, and it sounded like 40, 50% better. And yeah. he was like, yes, that's how I remember it sounding in the studio. That's how it should sound. So it's great, you know. So we put out um, we, we put out the Skylarking album with the sound it should have had yeah. before the technical problems, yeah. and with the sleeve it should have. Well, had. this
2: is what I want to ask you about. Aye, aye. Whose pubic region is that? Because that is, I mean, it, it's that is an that's an unpleasant sleeve. If I'm looking at it now. That's an unpleasant sleeve.
3: It's not. It's quite natural. It was the original the original idea. Yeah. But the Skylucking Sleeve would have had one um, be decked with meadow flowers, pubic region of a man on one side yes. and a woman on the other side. And there was no sort of front or back. You could pick your sex, if you see what I mean.
4: Yes. And we ahead, of, ahead of the times, the really. was
3: quite pagan and sex in the open air and a bit of lady chattel his lover and all that. And uh, had a mock-up of the sleeve made, and I'm not going to tell you whose um, curlies they are. Yes. Um, they're not mine, but I'm not going to tell are you. Are they a member of the bands? No. Okay. Are uh, they? Okay. okay. I, I was asked not to go to the photo session because it would have made the person feel very uncomfortable. Wow. Anyway, um, and, and we got the sleeve mocked up, and we thought, this is great. You know, this is just what we want. Um and uh, Virgin Records had a meeting about it, and, um, you know, most most chaps there said, oh, this is fine, you know, it's okay. And one woman there really complained, um, oh, this is filth, this is degrading and all that, you know. Hmm. But funnily, she didn't complain about the male side. Oh, I see. I <laughs> see. But anyway, they, they took this mock up around to um some record stores. Remember them? Yes. Um things like HMV or Price and you know, whoever whoever held the reins then. We're talking about the mid eighties, you know. And of course these record stores got all shirty about it, oh no, we couldn't oh no misses. They went on Frankie so Howard,
2: there. did they? Our Price went Frankie Howard.
3: That they did totally. <laughs> yes. Really Frankie <laughs> Howard. Oh <laughs> no. stop. And uh, they said, we'll show it, but um, only in a brown paper bag. And that's no good, is it? Um, And so Virgin called me up and said, look, um, it's coming out in a couple of weeks. You can't have it. You can't have that. Come up with another one quick. So I I went through um, uh, an uh, an old book that had some swiss travel posters in it and i found a nice one of the a a, a, a sort of very primitive drawing of a bloke tooting a flute and a a woman tooting her flute and i i said to the the art people that we used at the time can you redraw this and change it around a bit so we don't get done for copyright and all that and can you make the eye of the man a skylark yeah So that's what we have. That was the last-minute replacement sleeve. So when we put it out a couple of years ago with the corrected sound, we put it out in the original cover, which was um, the Lady Chatterley's Lover kind of... Um, a pubes a go go.
2: <laughs> Andy, I, you know there's only one real reason why I've got you on. What I want to talk about. I've got to take a break for I know two minutes. What
3: you're, you're leading up.
2: <laughs> can you can you wait for two minutes and I come back to you? Is that all right?
3: I can wait for two minutes only if I put my jumbo cord hipsters on with two inch wide plastic belt and my double paneled, double breasted shirt on.
2: You stay there, Mickey. I'll be back in a second. <laughs> I don't know what the hell was happening there. The computers took over. It was like Terminator. Andy Partridge is here. Well, uh, evening, Andy. I mean, that was a long break. I, I know. We re- wallpapered the room. I mean, it. it was longer than we were all expecting. Are the Dukes ever going to get
3: back together? Oh no, they shouldn't. They they all died in a terrible <laughs> blending accident.
2: <laughs> the Dukes are brilliant. For those who don't know, they were like a little sort of secret, anonymous side project that you lot did, where you pretended to be a psychedelic band and recorded some authentic kind of, you know, sort of 66, 67 psychedelic pop
3: music. Yeah, they were the band that that myself and Dave Gregory wanted to be in when we were at school. You know, and and we thought, yeah, when we grow up, we'll be in a band like that. You know, and then you grow up and you're in a band and it's nothing like that. (laughs) Because times have changed, matey, well, and uh, you know. And I and I thought, God, we've got to put this right. We've got to be the band that we always thought we were going to be as school kids. So yeah, we recorded a couple of albums worth of uh, that sounded vaguely like every band you heard in sixty-seven, yeah. sixty-eight, really six. 67, that was the target year.
2: You listen to the songs and you go, oh, I think I know that. Oh, that sounds like, all oh, that... And it's not ripping any songs off. It's just so um uh, affectionate in its uh, attention to detail. Like Pale and Precious. It could be, you know, the follow-up to Good Vibrations. <laughs> oh, you flatter us. Oh, it's a, it's a
4: beauty.
3: It's it's not bad, is it? Actually, when I came up with it, Dave Gregory took me aside in the studio, and said, "Patsy, Partsy, party. I should do my Dave Gregory impression. Patsy,
6: what the bloody hell are you doing, throwing this away on the stupid bloody Duke's idea to be our next bloody single, you idiot!" <laughs> <laughs> oh, that,
2: was, that was quite a good impression, but it <laughs> plays havoc on the larynx. Is this what? This is what? This is what I've got you on for? I did, you, we've done all the, the fluff and the puff, and we'll do the, any more plugging I've you got, need to I've do. Got my jumbo cords on. You have been asked to write um a song or songs for the uh, the new Monkeys album. Not the new Monkeys, the Monkeys' new album It's the Monkeys' fiftieth anniversary this year. As you know, and most of the listeners know, I am obsessed with the Monkeys. My favourite group,
3: Monkey Tastic,
2: aren't you? Monkey. My favourite group having a song written by one of my favourite songwriters. How did that come about? And tell us about the song.
3: Well, first you've got to tell me your favourite Monkeys album. Um, it's oh, it's a tough one. It's probably Head. Yeah, it's, head- I'm it's more of a Pisces, Aquarius, Capricorn, and Jones Limited. That's yep. what most people—they forget the Limited on the end. Yes, I, I, we'll call it Pisces. I'm more your Pisces. That—that that was my first use of Moog synthesizer on pop albums.
2: Yeah, I know exactly. It was yeah. innovative. You and you were a huge Monkeys fan. You, um, did someone mention? Now I knew that you'd you'd won a competition in the Monkeys Monthly, drawing a picture of, of Mickey Dolenz.
3: Yeah, I was Monkeys obsessed as a, as a youngster.
2: Did you apply for a pen pal in that in the Monkeys Monthly as well?
3: No, what happened is, um, I did this cartoon, um, I can't remember what age I was, a, a pretty, pretty much a stripling, you know, um, and I, I did this caricature of Mickey DeLenz, because he was the easiest one to caricature, mm. um, at off thinking, ah, I won't win anything, you know, and, uh, whoa, lo and behold, um, I'd won a tenor. I was one of, like, the four winners or something, and, um, I'd won a tenor, and, uh, that was a phenomenal amount of money yeah. for me then, and, um, my dad said, I'll tell you what, I'll give you another tenor and we can get this second-hand tape recorder. And uh, we did. We got this second-hand tape recorder. And, of course, that was a
5: huge boost
4: yeah. uh,
3: to me in, in my career of, of making noises and recording them and messing with them and kind of getting into the, the, the career I find myself trapped in inexorably these days. But yeah, I did that. That was that was great winning that competition because I used to get the magazine Monkeys Monthly, you know.
2: I love it, I, and and you have now written a song which I think they've recorded. Have they recorded? You've written a couple of songs for the Monkeys. It, Do you? How many have the manager, they
3: done? A fellow called Andrew Yeah. Uh He's like a, a sort of monkey archivist, uh, but he also manages the band and. Um, he got hold of me on twitter and said um you know could I have a chat with you uh, and he emailed me and said um the monkeys are going to make one last great sending album where we're going to ask a lot of really good writers to to contribute songs cuz they used to get america's best writers yeah you know, they got the Carol Kings and the Neil Diamonds and the the Heights and, the Hearts and you know, all these people to write a material. And so they thought they'd, uh, they'd go out with a bang and, and get the best writers they could to, to do this, this one last, one last kaboom album. And I, I was so flattered to be asked because that's, that's like, you know, I, I equate it to, you know, the, the symbol for infinity, which is a snake eating its own tail. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, I thought, wow, it's one of those moments. We've I've, I've just started eating my own tail here. It's all perfectly formed up. I know?
2: spoke to you, and you were genuinely thrilled. I was talking
3: to fifteen-year-old Andy Partridge. You were genuinely thrilled, weren't you? I was. I was totally gone on it. Um, and because I, I was a I was a huge Monkeys fan. I used to uh, when I had hair. I mean, at the moment, I've got more hair coming out of the rim of my ears than I've got on my head. But <laughs> That's
4: the way it
2: goes, I'm afraid.
3: At the time, I had a sort of Peter Torque bowl cut, and um, I of me mum out of her catalogue uh, to get us a monkey's shirt, which was like a double panelled, <laughs> double breasted shirt. And uh, I had the um, I had the jumbo cords with the, the big white wide plastic belt. Yeah. And I used to pick up my dad's old acoustic guitar behind the sofa, and, and I couldn't really play it, you know. And I 'd pretend I was one of the monkeys, probably Peter Tork, because I had the haircut. And uh, it, it was great. And, it, and and so to be actually asked to write a yeah. song for the monkeys, I couldn't believe it. It, it blew me mind, man. And they've, they've done it. They've
2: recorded it. They, they, you, Mickey Dolan sent you a video of him singing it or something, oh, didn't he? Oh,
3: man. Mickey Dolan sent me a um, a little thing of him in the studio saying, you know, hi, Andy, this is Mickey here. We're wow. just the vocals uh, to your song. And the, they're putting it out as the first single. <laughs> uh, it's called You Bring the Summer. And um, it's coming out in May, and I got an email two nights ago asking me for the chord charts for another of the songs. Oh, hello, ladies so, and gentlemen! This is an exclusive.
2: exclusive. So, what, do, are we allow, are you allowed to tell us anything about the second
3: song? I'm pro- well. Um, I think they're doing a song called. If, what am I talking about? They they are recording a song called um, "Loves What I Want for Us All." Oh man! And uh, I, I'm that's chuffed with a dollop of cream on top and more chuff on top. Good. I'm absolutely amazed. Immac- I just hope they, do- they will do a good job, won't they? Come well, on, lads, you're going to do a good job. Brilliant...
2: Well, listen, because they've got really good musicians in there. They've got, I, I, I told you, Dolenz's voice now. He's 71.
3: He's still got the voice. He's, he's... He does sound great. I've heard some stuff he's been doing. Hey, look, can I say something about the, the monkeys and musicians? Yeah, it used on. to annoy the, annoy the shirt out of Thank me. Thank you very much indeed. Yeah, um, it used to annoy the shirt out of me that people used to moan and say, Oh, monkeys, they don't play their own instruments. They're, yep. n- they're not making the music on their own albums. And the same people, years later, if you said to them, Well, okay, the first two Monkeys albums, they're not m- making the music they're only singing. The people that are making the music, the musicians, are the same people who are making all the music on the Beach Boys. Yeah, the Beach Boys didn't play on the, on the records. Pet Sounds, oh, well, isn't it? Nobody then. moaned about that. Uh, the same musicians that are playing on the Mamas and Papas, nobody yep. moaned about that. The same musicians that are playing on the Birds records, nobody moaned about that. And so, and so on and so on and so on and so on. But for some reason, the monkeys got it in the neck.
2: There's a real snobbery around it. A real snobbery.
3: This total, Andy- total snobbery about I, 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 it. They're I, I, the I, same when you're listening to the monkeys' early recordings You're listening to the Beach Boys musicians
2: I, I, Listen, I could talk to you now. I'm going to let you go I have one final thing I've had a text from a gentleman I believe you know Do you know a Mr Thomas Walsh?
3: I know Thomas Walsh <laughs> Is it a belt? Is it an equator? I know dear old Thomas. From the excellent Pugwash
2: And by the way kids, if you pick up nothing from this evening Go and listen to some Pugwash because it's, it's, it's a treat
3: Pugwash are fantastic Ask him if we're ever going to record together Um, I'm still thinking about it. I'm buying a larger fridge (laughs) in case.
2: Oh Andy, I love you so much. You I, I you know, and I you know that I genuinely I think you're 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 brilliant and it's such an honour that you you, you know you send me emails and stuff. Ian. Well, you know, I I am, yes. Um uh, listen, I wish you the best. I'm so thrilled for you as well that the, the monkeys are gonna do those songs. I I am excited and I know that you're over the moon about it.
3: Yeah, and- I really um I I'm just want the set now, I just want Macca to ring us up and say, <laughs> Andy, you write us a tune, will you, man? So uh, that and was you- a very bad Macca impression. Do, cool. I I
2: I can do a good Macca. Um <laughs> hang on. Uh, you know, I invented the 60s, you know, the
3: Beatles, that was my Ooh. idea. No, I think Donovan claimed oh. he invented the 60s <laughs> Don- and everything in it.
2: There was a great doc I'm gonna be late for it, it doesn't matter. There was a great, um, interview with Donovan on Radio 4 about three or four weeks ago. And Did he He invented be- everything. He invented everything. He
3: Readied wrote the moon landing, the fuzz pedal. He wrote half of the white
2: album. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it was it was he's uh, uh, very interesting um I've, I've lost my train of thought oh yeah any websites or anything that you need to plug if people want to come and get get your stuff where do they go
3: should go to ape.uk.net if they want xtc back catalogue and the things i've recorded and there's an awful lot of it since leaving xtc or since xtc felt to, to oh base.
2: there's loads of stuff yeah
3: Or they should go to burningshed.com, which is a lovely site which sells the produce of lots of artists. It's like a a really brilliant market stall. It sells uh, uh, stuff by Stephen Wilson and King Crimson and Jethro Tull and all that. And if you buy from Burning Shed, then the artists get a nicer cut of the money, which is really good. So support musicians, please.
2: My sister has tweeted, "Uh, this is brilliant. Can someone give Andy his own show? I could listen to him all day. You should do a radio show.
3: I don't think I'd have the patience for it. And <laughs> I would, I I would do it if they let me play my choice of music. I wouldn't, have to do, I wouldn't like any of that. Speak playlist, to
2: Danny me. Baker. Anyway, listen, Andy, it's it's a pleasure to talk to you, mate. I'll speak to you soon.
3: All righty. Well, I shall pick up my electric pygmy. you st- still won't let me plug him in and strum the evening away. So nice to talk to you.
2: I love you, Andy. Take care,
3: mate. See you, man. Bye-bye.
2: The, the, there's always, here it is. Thank you. This
0: is the theme to Gary Show. The theme to Gary Show. Called me up and asked if I would write his theme song. I'm almost halfway finished. How do you like it so far? How do you like the theme to Gary Show? This is the theme to Gary Show, the opening theme to Gary Show. This is the music that you hear as you watch the credits. We're almost to the part of where I start the whistle. Then we'll watch it's Gary Shanling Show. with the theme to the Gary
2: Shandling Show. Oh, Gary Shandling passed away. Well, the name won't mean a lot to, to some of you, but, man, the guy was a comedy genius. A genius. The Gary Shandling Show, Larry Sanders. He died at 66. I was, I was only watching him two days ago. What was the terrible, terrible film I was watching that he popped up in? Oh, the second... <laughs> it was a terrible film. The second Captain America film, <laughs> I, mean, re- I mean really, as films go, I mean it was exciting, but it was not, it, well, saying that, did, and by the way, thank you Andy Partridge from XTC, man I love that guy, and I love XTC, two things, go and check out Pugwash, and go and get Skylarking by XTC, honestly, just pop classics guys, and the book of course is Complicated Game, Inside the Songs of XTC, which I've got and I'm looking forward to reading. Um I uh, I saw I went to the cinema the other day and I saw well it was it was not as bad as the dad's army film 08444991000 oh, four, by the way if you give us a call we'll call you back. It wasn't as bad as the dad's army film but it was it was terrible it was terrible but it was brilliant at the same time and I thoroughly enjoyed it. I watched London has fallen. Now <laughs> it I mean it's a stinker but um Who's I don't know who the fella is that's in it. Hang on. Bobby? Yeah? Who's the fella in London Has Fallen? I don't know. He's in, and I watched... Then I watched it, because I watched them the wrong way around. Then the other day, I watched... It's on Netflix. I watched Olympus Has Fallen, and it's about terrorists taking over the White House.
7: I haven't seen that either. Oh.
2: It's got a really big muscular... He's big? (laughs) Sorry? What? Nothing. What was that? Did you just pop? No,
7: I just got um, I just got an email through onto my phone.
2: And your email sound is a fart sound.
7: No, because it by it, I've got my phone on I, silent. So hang vibrating. on,
2: hang on, Bobby, hang on, Bobby. My producers just turned up. Where the heck have you been, oh, man? Oh well, God, I'm really busy. <laughs> yeah, you're supposed to be busy producing this show.
8: I, I am. I'm. I'm always here. I asked you to turn up I'll, the... I'll do that in a second. Flip in. Jerry like... Butler.
2: Thank you, oh, thank you very much. It was Gerard Butler. Yes. Even so
8: you see, I'm producing it just right.
2: from the, next the door. The, 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 sec- the second part of the Andy Partridge interview. Yep. Put that on the podcast. Right. Or the first part, but the second part he talks about the monkeys. That's what I'm interested in.
8: Of course, that's what you're interested Please in. Please
2: get out. Do
8: you want me to turn the telly <laughs> off? Yes,
2: I'm talking to Bobby.
8: Hi, Bobby. Hello. Are you all right? Yeah. She's keeping all right.
2: It's Gerard Butler. He talks. Oh, I, like, I like him. He talks out of the side of his mouth a bit. But I don't. Yeah. Please, mate. I'm I'm trying to do a show. I don't know if if him talking out the side of the mouth is how he actually talks, Bobby, or if it was an affect. If he was acting.
7: Um, I don't think he does.
2: Right. Okay. Okay. Right. Yeah. We'll, 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 that, I'm glad that. What have you? What have you called him for, Bobby?
7: Um, I'm the nutter who who started saying last night that we should get a petition for full podcast. Oh yeah. And I've started one.
2: Oh yeah. I've tweeted you the link. Did I? I, um,
7: I retweeted
2: it, didn't I? I don't know. I, well, I don't know, because I know that there is a, a, a... I think we're on a hiding to nothing, at least for the moment. I'm still working on it, although we got a, a knockback today. But um, I, well, I know that there is a petition. Is that... I've, I've retweeted a petition. Cause if there's when more, did you retweet if it? If there's more than one petition, then it, be, it will get watered down. When did you retweet... Ah. Uh. Oh. Hey. Yeah,
7: that's
2: not me. Oh, Bobby, Bobby, Bobby. How many signatures on yours? Just uh, mine, I think. Nine. Right. No. <laughs> Maybe there is no demand. Delete yours. OK. But but thank you. OK. Uh, hey, here's a question, right? The, the podcast to one side. Has a petition ever actually achieved anything
7: um i do know of one it, well, it didn't it didn't achieve its goal but it did go quite far um i did well, actually Well, sign well a hang petition. on hang on
2: hang on a minute uh, the question was has a, has a petition ever achieved its goal you well i didn't know one it didn't achieve its goal well then so no is the answer to that
7: but it it did go to parliament and Right. They did sort of discuss it and everything, so it went further than a lot of petitions do. Right, and <laughs> but it didn't actually get. What,
2: um, <laughs> what? It <didn't... laughs> what was it? What was it that, 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 that the politicians discussed because of a petition?
7: Um, what it was, it was um, a petition to get um, meningitis boosters. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, um, up to the age of ten, I think, because they... you only get they only you only. Them when you're a baby, did they
2: vote that down? Yes, oh, you is. miserable, miserable politicians, and they're miserable. Get give the kiddies meningitis jabs. Um, I think it got like
7: 500,000 signs, but
2: that's the thing about the petitions, right? Is it doesn't matter how many people sign it if they don't, yeah. if it doesn't achieve anything. So, this is the question 0844 499 1000 has a petition ever actually achieved anything? Because I don't think it has.
7: No, a million. I don't, I, I a, don't think of a what, million think people
2: went and marched in London against protesting against the Iraq War. I didn't achieve anything.
7: No, it wouldn't, though. Why is a march? The, the 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 whole world could um, sort of protest against the Iraq War, and it would still go ahead.
2: Well, no, hang on. If, if the whole if the, someone's got nine signatures, ha, 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 If the whole world protested, then the, there wouldn't be war. Hmm?
7: OK, if the majority of the world, then... Because, mm. obviously, there's got to be an opposition.
2: There's got to be an opposition. Well, Bobby, listen, I appreciate your, your uh, interest and I appreciate you setting up a petition, um, uh, but let's, let's see what happens. Yes. Thank you, Bobby. Bye. Ta-ta, Has a petition... We've got a break now. Has a petition ever actually achieved anything? Okay, so has a petition ever actually achieved anything? Because I can't think... I'm trying to think of when someone's gone, oh, yeah, and the reason that that law was brought in is because some people wrote their names on a bit of paper. I, I don't think it ever has, has it? By the way, if you're new to the show, we, we, we're st- still early days. Um, the way it works is um, we have a guest every now and then. Normally a bit later, we had Andy on a ten, and it was an absolute joy, and we'll put some of that in the Best Of podcast. Um, and for the rest of the show, you just kind of call up about stuff, basically. I'm going to sit here talking about things. You can call in about the things I am talking about, or if you call in about anything you want, really. We're trying to avoid on this show... We're trying to avoid, it was tricky last night, we're trying to avoid the usual late night radio fare of, let's go through them, Brexit, Muslims, immigrants, black cabs, suites from the 70s, kids programs from the 70s, and the 70s. That's what we're trying, that's what we're trying to avoid. We We may yet introduce a rolling quiz, I don't know. I've not decided on that. 0844-499-1000. I can guarantee there's nothing like this on the radio at the moment. There may be a reason why there's nothing like this elsewhere on the radio at the moment. There may be a reason. And we'll find out when we get our listener figures in at some point. And um, I, look at the, um, I finally log into my emails and see all the complaints that we've had. There may be a reason. We'll see. Oh, I, <laughs> here comes the reason. It's Philip in South Norwood. Good evening, Ian. Good evening, Philip. Isn't it a delight to talk to you on late night radio for the first time in about
9: five years? It is indeed, well, and it's, it's really nice to talk to you. Sad though, it was. I mean, two people passed away that I know. They uh, say Gary Shandling, which yes. was very, very sad. I mean, his shows were fantastic with Rip Torn and Jeffrey yep. Tambor. I
2: was saying to Catherine, my yes. producer. Right, yes, I said, "Oh, Gary Shandlin's died." She went, "Who?" Yeah, I went get. Gary Shandling She went, yeah. no I said yeah yeah he was brilliant I don't know
5: He was yeah. so I
2: showed her, I then showed her some clips from Larry Sanders and she was yeah. just sat there stone faced yeah stone faced oh, at Larry Sanders the bit with William Shatner on the yeah. phone stone
9: faced yeah. I mean he was uh, and the other person who passed away so you might not know him but I saw him in a lot of things was <laughs> Mr Ken Howard do you know Ken Howard what the politician no 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 Ken Howard appeared the most series that most people would know was a series called Crossing Jordan with Jill Hennessy. Oh,
2: you're literally making things up now, Philip. You've been calling me for years with these TV programmes and films and you have made this up.
9: This series was shown on ITV late night and also on cable. It was a series and he appeared in 49 episodes. The first time I saw Ken Howard was in a series back in 78 called The White Shadow. Yes. In which he played a basketball teacher at a school. You can't get a White Shadow. Oh, well, I think it was because he was the only white person ah. in the team, you see. I mean, he was the, the coach. Ah. And it was a school that was predominantly black. And, uh, they Could called-
5: you call
2: a TV programme now about a white man yeah. with lots of black people...
9: The White Shadow. I don't know. I mean... Could I think you do that? On, on, the, on, the, on the premise of the story. Also, he appeared in Rock 30, which I believe you heard about, haven't you? Uh, yeah, I watched one episode, yeah? Yeah, and he was also in the Colbys. He was in Dynasty. And I tell you what, you talk, going back to The White Shadow for a moment, there is a clip on YouTube from The White Shadow in which the Harlem Globetrotters oh, yeah. come to the school.
2: Here's the thing, kids, listening to this, right? When I was growing up, mm. one of the most successful... Entertainment troops in the world, they weren't dancers, mm. they weren't singers, they weren't even um, impressionists. They were a basketball team. Yeah, they good. were a basketball team. And they would tour the world yeah. doing bas- comedy basketball. Yeah. They had their own cartoon series. You did indeed, you're right.
9: And didn't they have um? They didn't they have a
2: record out or something? I
9: believe, I believe they did. I think they probably they had music because it was made, made to the best of my knowledge, by the people who did the uh, cartoon with the Jackson 5 and the Beatles. Do you remember the Beatles had their
5: own... Uh,
2: yeah, 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 yeah. Hang on a uh, second, hang on a second. This might, this might be it. Hang on, let me see if I can get this to it. Here we go. Oh, yeah.
4: here we go. Oh, yeah, here yeah. We go.
2: Down
5: I don't know, but it sounds to me
0: like that's yeah. the man with the bones you having himself a ball.
2: Hang on a minute, we're doing kids' TV shows yes. from the 70s, and I've just <laughs> said that that's not what we do!
9: Yeah, because it wasn't one of the, <sighs> one of the teams a the co-oped team, it. Was, wasn't he called Meadow Lark Lemon or something? Meadow
2: Lemon. <laughs> that was my nickname at school.
9: And also, Ian, another <laughs> bit of news for you. Yes. Did you, I know you're. You know, did you ever watch Please Sir with John Alderton? Of course, I watched Please Sir with John Alderton. I've got some news for you. Don't, don't tell me. Don't tell Bar- me. John Alderton's died. No, 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 no. David Barry, who played Frankie Abbott, yes. has written a play, mm. an hour play about what Frankie Abbott is doing today, and it's touring. On,
2: hang, on, hang on. This is this is too meta. So a man called hang on uh, the guy called David Barry was
9: the guy who oh, played Frankie Abbott.
2: Okay, right. I thought I thought it was the the actor had written a play about what the actor was doing now, no, but it's no, not. No, it's David, about what the character is no, doing. David now. Barry okay. has written
9: a play about David Bowie? What, uh, what Frankie Abbott is doing today. David Bowie it's and Frankie Howard. No, 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 Frankie Abbott. And he appeared, and what I understand about the play, which I'm going to see next month in Epsom, okay. what it is, he's in an old people's home. And all he can talk about, because of his age, mm. is of his memories of when he was at school, you see. Yeah. He's got, there's a two part. There's only two people in the play. Is John Alderton going to be in no, it? No, 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 I'll tell you who's in it. Yeah. I'll tell you who's in it with him. He's, there's a, his nurse is played by Linda Regan, who was... So, what, uh, Spider-Woman, Wonder-Woman. No, 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 Linda Regan was mm. Ruth Maddox's assistant in Heidi High.
2: Ho-dee-ho, thank you very much indeed.
9: Christopher's on the line. Hello.
5: Hello, Christopher. Two things. Yes. Number one, you're absolutely 100% right about Pugwash. Right? Yeah. And they're much like...
2: Have you been... um, Have you been... Have you climbed up some steep steps or
3: something? Why? You're a bit
2: breathy tonight, a little bit breathy. No, I'm just a pervert. I... I, um, um, I was at Marleybone, um, Underground Station, and I had to go to Marleybone Mainline Station. For those around the country, I know, I I try not to be too London-centric, but there are train stations in London, I was in London, what do you expect? And, um, the it was a really steep escalator, and for some reason, there was a big queue to get to the escalator, right? And then I saw the stairs, and I thought, I'm having this. So I I climbed up the stairs, now, about a quarter of the way... Up this incredibly steep staircase, I thought, I really have made a terrible mistake here. But you can't, you can't turn around and go back down the stairs. You've got to go with it. And also, Christopher, you can't show signs of weakness. So I was powering up those stairs two at a time. I've got long legs. Halfway up there, I'm thinking, I can do it. The end is in sight. Three fifths of the way up there, I thought I was going to die. My, my left arm started throbbing and I looked over and I realized I've set myself a really fast pace. I'm walking at the same pace as the people on the escalator and I'm neck and neck with this girl who's about 12 years old, right? And what? she's staring at me and she, she can tell, she can tell that, um, I am yay close to actually having a full on heart attack, a full on Russell, right? And I'm thinking, right, well, I can't, I, I, I can't give up. And I cannot let this 12-year-old girl know that um, I'm in severe pain. So what I did was I smiled at her, this a smile, stood up straight, and I powered all the way up there, and I was dying. My legs were gone, my everything. And I had to go and find the time for a train. So I went into the information booth, right, waited for that girl to go, and then I collapsed on the counter. And the man behind the counter said, are you all right, mate? And I went, no, I'm absolutely f- flipped. He said, oh, did you walk up the steps? I said, yeah. He said, oh, I've done that once, never do it again. I agreed with him. Why are you making me tell you that story, Christopher?
6: I don't know, because like, I, I phoned up about um, uh, petitions. Oh, yeah, go on. Petitions, right? So um,
3: I, I, the answer is probably no. Petitions have not ever made anything change. But well, Thanks for calling. There is There, there is a petition in Australia following the episode of The Simpsons set in Australia, where they are asking to change the currency to dollary dues.
2: And how, how how successful do you think that's going to be?
6: Well, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful.
2: Thanks for calling, Christopher. Um, Noah's on the line. Borak Earthlet. Earthlet. I don't know how to handle you, because I only know you as an uh, 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 argumentative, um, um, what's something that's not a swear word, um, the the provocateur, an agent provocateur. (laughs) And yet you're nice
5: with me, so I'm waiting for you to turn. Well, I could turn with you a little bit on the second Captain America movie, maybe. Did you like it? Uh, which one was it? Was it the second TV Captain America movie, or the one that was in the cinema? The one that was in the
2: <laughs> the one that was in the cinema where he ah uh, asked... the Winter Soldier. <laughs> it
5: was the Winter Soldier. Yes, I actually think that's the best superhero movie since the Dark Knight. Oh, you are having a laugh? No, I'm I am serious. You're joking. I'm one of the few people that actually enjoyed the first Avenger, uh, but the second one completely blew it out of the water. I just dig the storyline of this relic from World War II who fought and defeated Hitler and the forces of Hydra, and the Red Skull, and he now lives in this high-tech, big-brother police state, and he tries to bring it down from within. Uh, it, it captures the zeitgeist of our times. Well, <laughs> well, I got a minute. The first Captured America films captures captures the
2: zeitgeist of our times. No, the second one. The second one does. Uh, it, yes, you're absolutely right. It really what because there's a mad bloke with long hair and a metal arm going around punching buses.
5: No, it's not that. It's more like the police state, the surveillance state, the shadow government, the uh, Alex Jones. Um, <laughs> Stuff. Alex Jones.
2: You don't buy into that Alex Jones nonsense, do you?
5: Hang on a minute. I've met Alex Jones and I've spoken to him to, a couple of I, times. And I bet he's, he's a, really, a very nice fellow. I bet he's
2: an absolutely delightful bloke. I've seen him being interviewed. I've seen the John Ronson program um, uh, on him. But he, but most of what he says is bullshine. Oh, I disagree.
5: He's he maybe accentuates it a little bit, and he's hyperactive, but. People need dramatic examples of their apathy. Go on YouTube. Have you seen
2: the documentary with John Ronson and Alex Jones, where Alex Jones breaks into um, the Bilderberg Group?
5: Uh, are you talking about Order of Death? No, I, 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 the one where he breaks into Bohemian Grove.
2: Yeah, I've, I've got that one. Yeah, on my no, heart no, 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 drive. no. You've, oh, you're right. you've, you know, you, you know that the government are monitoring your iPhone right now.
5: Yeah, no, I don't care. If okay. you're being monitored, go big. Go go hard
2: or go home, I think is the phrase. Yeah. Um, no, you've, what you've got is the Alex Jones account of what happened when he broke into Coconut Grove. But if you watch the John Ronson documentary, John Ronson is waiting in the hotel when Alex Jones comes back. And he sees the footage and he goes, yeah, but there's not much happening
5: uh well i'll have to look it out obviously look it Thanks out. for the tip it's a
4: pleasure uh,
5: i do agree with you though about the uh, other movies you mentioned dad's army and the uh uh, uh olympus and london's fallen films I agree with you, Dad. Dad's
2: Army, right, was flipping off. I, I hated Dad's Army anyway, the TV series, but I found myself at a loose end with two hours to kill and I was stood next to a cinema. I thought, oh, I'll go in. The only film they had on was Dad's Army, right? And it was it was awful. I, there was one laugh, there was one laugh, right, that, where um, Mannering says, all right, gentlemen, you can ask me anything you want. And the blokes, one of them says, what happens if we're just somebody's dream and we don't really exist?
5: And I thought That's that... has been done before. It's that, an... that, was, that wasn't that funny. It, it, it's oh. been done before by Outnumbered. The oh, it... one I liked was um, uh, the where uh, one of them was dressed up as a tree and the other one decided to leave him. himself.
2: Yes, he had a whittle, yeah. Uh, but it, overall, it was very, very poor.
5: Anyway, did you call in for anything specific, Noah? Well, it was mainly about Captain America, but this thing about petitions... <laughs> um, there is one example of uh, where a petition did succeed. Yes. And it was back uh, in the dark days of Gordon Brown. Oh, yeah. Uh, they were thinking of introducing uh, road, road tolls. Yes. And uh, someone organised uh, a petition, and 1.7 million people signed it in about 48 hours, and they had to drop the proposal.
2: So, the, OK, so we've got, we have got one example... Of, thank you for that. No, I've got to move on because we've got to go to a break. We have one example of... Um, it's confusing me. Why does he use the name Noah? Anyway, um, we have one example of a petition that um, had an impact where um, Gordon Brown was forced to drop road tolls. <laughs> Are there any other examples?
1: Talk Radio.
2: I like the uh, presumptive nature of that You're going to love Talk Radio Well, d- judging from some of the comments I've had on Twitter Not all of you do And that's fine Evening, it's Ian Lee Talk Radio 0844 499 1000 uh, Give us a call, we'll call you back uh, we're kind of uh, The show is still finding its feet What's it What's it about? Well, nothing really You can call in about petitions You can call in about Captain America Or you can call in about anything you want i would we'll speak to uh, Paul after the latest news
10: Oh, Gary Shandling You're such a funny comedian Oh, Gary Shandling You're so funny Yes, you are Oh, Gary Shandling Do you like to play basketball? Oh, Gary Shandling If you ever want to play basketball with me, I would do that Let me tell you my phone number and you can call me. My phone number is 603-644-0048. Now back to my song. Oh, Gary Shandling. I really love the Larry Sanders show. I watched every single episode. I really liked it a lot. Oh, Gary Shandling. You're such an intelligent person. Oh, Gary Shandling, you are my best friend.
2: Ah. 08444991000 is the telephone number. Give us a call, we'll call you back. Um, We're kind of talking about anything that you want to talk about, really. Paul's from St Albans. Good evening, Paul.
5: Hiya, matey. What you got for us, boss? Uh, I just want to pick up the ball about the... um... People have protesting and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Go on. I can't remember any that have actually worked.
6: As in, they had the thing against the Afghanistan war. One and a half million people turned out in London and clocked it all up. We still went ahead and done it. The miners' strike that went ahead. No one wanted that.
2: Well, well, well. well, Strikes are different. And oh, I, okay, sorry, sorry. No, no, no! no, no right. I'm not telling you off. Don't <laughs> worry, we're not
6: telling you off. I'm, I'm passionate. I'm passionate.
2: Well, I, I can, I can, I know that because I've seen your genitals. Oh, look,
6: look, look, look! I wasn't going to bring that up. Again, leave it out. You
5: did leave yeah. it out. Yeah. No. Uh, easy. steady <laughs> No.
2: The thing about strikes, right, is that, that, you, that there are strikes that have worked. Name one. Um, okay. Well, the, the recent, the thing about strike is it's not trying to get a definite thing, it's trying to reach a compromise. Um, the, I know, the recent, I know. the, the strikes recently about, um, uh, again, London centric, I apologize, rest of country, but it's the first one that springs to mind. Um, the ones about 24 hour tube service, um, all You're the workers right. went on strike. But they are now happy with the terms and conditions, and we're going to get twenty-four hour tube service. I mean, who's who wants to use the tube at, at three thirty in the morning? I don't know, but we're going to get it. So that was a successful
5: strike. Okay, I didn't know that bit, but um, no, I, we are becoming a twenty-four-seven society, so I understand that. Okey-dokey. Um, so but petitions but, and marches don't work. I don't think so. No, 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 they don't. They don't. There's no.
2: Wait, the only petition we've got that worked so far was one about Gordon Brown stopping road tolls, stopping Jethro right, tolls. It
5: worked, is it?
2: Paul, listen, thank you very much indeed. 048 what? 0844 499 1000 is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, you're more than welcome to. Um, you kind of got the, the vibe of the show. You call in and talk about anything. So far, we've talked about the monkeys, we'll talk about that a lot. Um, Captain America, petitions, and, um, oh, just loads of other rubbish, really. That's kind of as as, as deep as we're going to get. If you want the serious stuff, if you want the, the, the Brexit and the Muslims... And the immigrants and the black cabs. You've got your LBC. You've got your BBC London. You've got all of that. You've got Ian Collins and Duncan Bucks. Good, good, good to their, good, good luck to them. More power to their elbow. This is kind of just a bit more, well, it's, it's significantly more relaxed. I don't know what the show is exactly. I don't know what the, we're kind of evolving and slowly, um, getting there. Let's go to line two. It's Barry from Watford. Good evening, Barry.
0: <laughs> Hello there. Don't you really remember me, I phoned last night, Barry from Watford. Yesterday? Last night. Yesterday? I believe I said last night.
2: You mean yesterday?
0: Well, last night.
2: OK. So, you what, you phoned yesterday?
0: Well, I phoned last night, do you remember, Barry? From Watford? Yes. Last night I phoned. Yesterday? Barry. From Watford? Yes. I phoned last night... Yesterday?
2: Barry. From Watford? Yes. Did you phone yesterday?
0: Last night, Barry. From
1: Watford?
2: Yes. Did you phone last night? Oh, yesterday, yeah. Okay, well, I don't... Let's let's try and focus on today. I don't remember... Okay. It wasn't... It wasn't... Uh, don't, don't take this the wrong way. Oh, okay, go on. I, I, I'd say this with ultimate respect. Okay. It didn't... It's not struck a chord with me. I don't remember it. So it was obviously was one of the less uh, significant phone calls. We had a great phone call yesterday. Yes, last Uh,
0: night. Yeah.
2: We had some great phone calls yesterday.
0: Okay. Well, it's a little bit disappointing. You say we no had dis- Alan
2: Caddick phoning in. He was no. g- he's always good value.
0: No disrespect. You said, but it's a little bit hurtful. I we didn't...
2: had um, yeah. okay. we had that young f- someone phoning up, playing lots of music. Yeah, not quite. What were you talking about? Because I don't it's
0: remember sp- it. Well, I wanted to talk about the Brexit. No. 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 That's not what I'm phoning about uh, tonight. Good, because
2: we're not going to be talking about the Brexit. Not
0: even no. touching... Not touching your Brexit
2: brushing, at all. Brushing the Brexit. We are going to leave the Brexit Tickling sheathed. the
11: Brexit.
2: The Brexit is sheathed. Mm, I, don't, I don't probing, care if it's...
0: Probing the exit. Uh, <laughs> <that> was... Now, <laughs> I just want to tickle the exit for a second... <laughs> What I want to say is this: Where do you get off slagging off that zombie? Where do you get off slagging off that zombie? One of the fi- one of the uh, the, the finest yeah. sitcoms this country well, produced. Well, two things, right? Oh, go on. Yeah, thank you.
2: Two things. First of all, I saw. Have you seen the latest movie?
5: No, I haven't.
2: It's rubbish. Oh. Secondly. The TV yes. series was rubbish as well.
5: Oh, it's nothing, no, no, no,
2: no, no. Of no, course. No. No, no. Go I'm going to if you shut up. Yes. Thank you. There is nothing funny about a load of old men and one man pretending to be old, Clive Dunn. Yes. Because he was very young. Yes. Um, being all doddery oh there come the Germans, oh look out oh de- 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 There's nothing funny about someone pretending to be an old man I'm and pretending to be all doddery. It's not funny.
0: <laughs> no, quite right. But as all oh, those wonderful catchphrases, um uh don't don't worry, don't worry, Captain goes, don't worry uh uh, uh Watson. Watson, get the men to line up, Watson, it goes wonderful and and people like you Yeah? Yes People like you enemies of this country. Oh, shut up yes, you Shut are. up. I'm, what do you mean enemy of the country? No, that's one of the things one of the cultural um signposts or something of this Well, not signposts, that's a stupid thing to say. Yeah. One of the yeah one of the cultural um, eh, flag posts. Lisa
2: Lisa on Twitter has said oh. Dad's army is a load of old sh. Well, who's she then?
0: L- well, she's Lisa on Twitter. There's no doubt she wants to stay in Europe and all. No, 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 we're not talking. No, doubt we're she not- doesn't want a Brexit. We're not.
2: Ta- I want you to put your Brexit away. We're not talking about it.
0: Hill, hill, oh, God. Was just I- I'm, I'm, a- I'm going to
2: cut you off. Hill, did- here we go. Okay, dokie. <clears throat> oh, 844-499-1000. Four, four, four,
1: nine,
2: nine, um, on talk radio. Let's go to uh, Kyle. Evening, Kyle.
1: Uh, hello, Ian.
5: You all right? I'm all right, mate, yeah. Good. Well, you know, I've rang in a, a few of your shows in my time. Yes. I normally I like to think we have a laugh.
2: Well. Well. I'll, well, be, I'll, be, I'll be the judge of that.
6: That's fine. However, yeah. I think you will join me in solidarity. I'm absolutely gutted about Gary Shandling.
5: Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Sad, isn't it? sad. It's sad. And he's only sixty six. And it's funny because I was talking to someone the other day. Um, I, I was going to lend them my Gary Shandling box set, and mm. then I saw him pop up in um, uh, Captain America, and I thought, "Oh, he looks. He looked ill in that. He looked really. He's got very rotund." Um, mm. And he looked, uh, he looked old in it. But um, and then um, yeah, and then he passed away today. It's terrible. It's terrible.
6: So that was it. I just, you know, I, oh. I bought the the DVD. Sorry, I don't know what else to say. I just oh. remember watching it. You can say goodbye. Of... Uh, do you want me to say goodbye? <laughs> you 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 say goodbye first. No, you say goodbye first. Well, okay.
2: Dan's on the line. Morning, Dan. Good afternoon. Welcome. No flipping. Thank you. Yeah.
5: Yeah. I just wanted to talk to you, Ian, about um, popcorn. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> it, would you know that sentence would have, would have been so delightful and creepy at the
5: same time if it had ended,
2: I just want to talk to you, Ian.
5: I uh, know. I can do creepy if you want me to do You're creepy. You're
2: kind of doing it a little bit now.
5: I do it usually. Okay. Are you down well, on Twitter? What- I am Dan on Twitter. Because you
2: don't sound anything like your picture implies. What
5: does my picture imply?
2: Um, that you'd you'd have a deeper voice, not in any way quite, you you know, you've got got a manly voice, you have a man's voice.
5: I have been told I sound a little camp.
2: (laughs) There is a little bit, but I expect (laughs) it to be a bit deeper, and I'll be honest, a bit more common. No, I'm tremendously
5: posh. You're quite well spoken. Yeah, I am. I've, 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 I, I was working um, on the phones. I'm, I'm not anymore.
2: What uh, Would what, what you mean, working on the phones? You were doing a sex line?
5: Well, I'm I'm not legally allowed to say. OK,
2: thank you very much indeed. Um, what you got for us, Dan?
5: Um, I, yeah, I wanted to talk about popcorn. Yeah. Oh, yeah I was yeah. going to do it last night, but the missus came home and she said, we're not listening to the radio. Can we watch something on telly? Oh, blimey, listen to her. Yeah, I know. Um, but the thing you were saying about popcorn last night was... Very simply, when did it become a snack? And I would agree with you on this matter. Yeah. What other snack exists that makes you choke? Yeah. It's The canals, they stick in your throat. It's um the what? The canals. Uh, is that what they're called? They're called kernels. 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 Oh,
2: yeah, it's funny. you reminded me. I heard a word. Oh, right. I heard a word pronounced today, right? That I've never heard before. I don't actually know what it is. I know it's a type of food, okay? And I heard it, maybe it was was in an advert or or I don't know what it was on, right? I'm going to spell a word to you, Dan. Mm -hmm. And I want you to pronounce it, right? I shall do so. C H I P
5: O T. Oh, I know what you're going to say. L E. Yeah. How would you pronounce that? I say Chipotle.
2: Right, I would say Chipotle. Ed, Ed, yes. I, 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 how would you pronounce that? Chipotle. Chipotle. He's, he's coming over here, he's teaching us our own language. Chipotle.
5: <laughs> it's Chipotle. There's an episode of South Park where they pronounce it Chipotle. Well, what the hell? Is, first of all, do you know what it is, Dan? It's spicy food, isn't it, basically? Is
2: it? <laughs> is it, is it <laughs> I'd never heard it pronounced Chipotle before.
5: I believe as well there's a chain of fast food joints in America who have that name and recently had to close the whole chain for a week due to hygiene issues.
2: Well, I, I, but what is it a dirty word? It's not
5: a dirty word.
2: Have you ever um, have you ever been inside Five Guys?
5: <laughs> I, I, I'm at a loss.
2: You've never been in Five Guys? You've never just popped, popped in Five Guys for a quick one?
5: <laughs> um, well, I, Carol Decker was in the restaurant next door.
2: Carol Decker owns um a big meaty barbecue restaurant. That's not an Innuendo. Really? She does. She owns um her and her, her fella. I love Carol Decker. Her and her fella own um um like a barbecue like um a, um a, uh, anyway. I can't go into any more detail because I can't remember. Dad, listen, thank you very much indeed. Five guys, if you've ever been in Five Guys, just for a quick one, give us a call, oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. They got Dan Chuck, huh? They got Dan Chuck. Wowzers. Um 0844. They got Dan Chuck, guys. 844 499 1000 is the um, telephone number. Welcome to the show. <laughs> it's weird, I haven't it's weird, I haven't done a late night show for um about four and a half years, nearly five years, right? and i've done breakfast a lot so my i'm still trying to get my head around doing a um a, 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 an unstructured phone in show where we don't really talk about anything and on top of that i've had a really lousy day today just i've had a blinding headache all day i felt i've i've kind of the, the black dog has been sat not just in my bedroom on my chest today Well, that reminds me tomorrow i've got matt Hagon. Who he? He's flipping brilliant, right? He's absolutely brilliant. And I've only met him once briefly, and and I got a bit starstruck. Um, He wrote a brilliant book about depression called Reasons to Stay Alive, um, which is a lot more fun than it sounds like. But on top of that, he's he's written some brilliant books, including my boy's favourite book over Christmas, A Boy Named Christmas. Oh, it's a corker. It's a corker. He's coming on tomorrow. And, um, we'll talk about his books and we'll talk about depression. Anyway, the black dog was not just, um, in, in my bedroom today. It was sat on my chest. Wait, it's been a tough old day. You know, a, a real tough old day. And I managed to kind of, I had some stuff to do today and I cancelled it. I cancelled everything. And I managed to, um, drag myself into Talk Towers. So it's the first time in a long time I've done a show when I'm feeling like, um, um, you know, i like rather, jump off a tall building and I don't say that lightly. I'm not, maybe a slight exaggeration, but so um you, just bear with us. You know, it's it's up and down, up and down, and it's it's an evolving thing, this show. Um 0844 1000, We'll take calls straight to air after midnight. If we call up now we'll um we'll give you a call back. There's an amazing Now I can say this word. I would normally hesitate, but I heard John Holmes saying this word the other day, so I'm gonna say it, All right. There is an outrageous headline in The Sun. And the first, the first time I read it, I couldn't work it out. I was like, I don't get it. Well, I had to read the story to see if I was missing something. And I wasn't. All Right? It's Pippa Middleton. Okay, I'll tell you the story, then I'll do the headline, okay? And if you've not seen it, I think you'll be shocked by it. Pippa Middleton. A giant hare... Gets pipped at the post. That's clever, by a Middleton in a fun run. Okay, so it's Pippa Middleton running, looking very glamorous, and then behind her there's a bloke dressed up as a as a rabbit, right? I oh, wait four 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 nine nine one thousand. Pippa, thirty two, whose bum made headlines. At it's twenty sixteen guys, at Sister Kate's wedding to Prince William in twenty eleven is an ambassador of the Mary Hare, as opposed to the Hairy Mare, the Mary Hare School for Deaf Children. She's done a fun run for deaf kiddies, right? It staged the Hare and Tortoise charity run in Newbury, Berkshire. If Wills takes part next year, it'll be the Hare and Tortoise. right? So, she's done bit of good, she's done a fun run, for a school for deaf kiddies. All right, brilliant. The headline. Bearing in mind, there is a picture of a woman who's famous for a bottom and a man dressed as a rabbit. The taut ass and the hair. realise I'm saying that. We've got a ten-year-old on the line, blimey. The taut ass and the hair. That's a headline in a newspaper in 2016. How the flippin' heck is that possible? How how can they get away with that? Am I overreacting? Am I overreacting? That but that to me seems incredible. She's actually going out and doing a little bit of good, and they're having a pop like that. 0844-499-1000 oh, is the telephone number if you want to give a call. If you if you call us up, we'll call you back. Um, we'll get Kathy in a bit. She's um, I think they're just trying to sober her up. Wilson is on the line. Wilson is on the line. Hello. St- Hello. Star of the um, uh, newspaper, the Telegraph. You're in the Telegraph, Wilson.
11: Yes, I know Ian, and I was very surprised. But to be perfectly honest, I think that you were the you're the biggest
2: star. No. You're awesome, Ian. No, no. no. <laughs> oh, no. no. Right. So they re- the Telegraph reviewed this show, right, and they yeah. gave it a very nice review. Thank you, guys. Five stars. Yeah. And they said something along the lines, and I'm paraphrasing, but the highlight of the show was ten-year-old caller Wilson who called in and said, "Ian, you're the best thing on the radio, apart it's, from, uh, Danny, Danny, from Baker. Danny Baker." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> flipping heck, man! That's good. Well done. You should be proud of yourself. Not only were you in the Telegraph, but you destroyed me at the same time. <laughs>
11: no.
2: <Nah. laughs> <laughs> Um, how you doing man? You're right. Has life yes, has right. life changed since you've been in a broadsheet newspaper? No.
11: Yeah,
2: no. You're speaking with an American accent and you didn't used to. You used to be a very posh English child. Yeah. yeah. Very American. Well. Yeah. Well. You ever, have you ever been to America? Uh
11: when I was very young, but I can't remember yeah. anything.
2: How old were you when when your parents took I'm assuming your parents took you, you weren't kidnapped or anything?
11: No, no. I wasn't
2: kidnapped. How, okay, so your parents took you. How old were you? Uh, I was two. Right, here's the thing, right? And they would have had to have bought at two. Yeah, they would have had to have bought a ticket for you. I think it's yeah. up to eighteen months you can kind of go for free, and then after that you got to get a ticket, yeah. a full price ticket. Right? <laughs> that was a waste of money, wasn't it? Really?
11: Yeah, because you but
2: you don't you don't remember it. And I I'm remember s- like.
11: Tiniest fragments,
2: no, you, like two seconds. No, you don't. You don't. You remember being told... You, you have built up an image in your head of things that you were told about it and looking at photos. And you have brought those photos to life by hearing the stories, and you think you remember it. You don't remember nothing at two. Yeah, not much. No, no, nothing. You remember nothing. And it makes me think of all the times I took my boys out before... I'm going to say the age of three. By three, you're remembering stuff. Yeah. right?
11: So I think that's pretty much the point. I remember, yeah, freeing up.
2: So, exactly, right? So, yeah. here's, a, here's a tip. If you're expecting a child or if you've got young babies, here's a tip from, from me, right? Save your money. Don't do nothing with them for the first three years of their life. Because it's a waste. Yeah. They won't remember it.
11: It's like, oh, no, I've never been to, you know, something. Yeah, And it's like, no, you have. You were too... When you went there,
2: would you take me? Why did you take me then, Mum? Why didn't you take me on ice yeah. ten? Why, <laughs> why why don't you take me now? The money that you spent on the tickets then, you could have put into a bank. You'd have got a little bit of interest. Put it in an ISA, and <clears throat> then you could have taken me now. You could have taken me now. You don't love me. You loved that baby. You don't love me now. Not, uh, Sorry, that's a little bit of my own um, yeah. angst coming out, Wilson. I apologise. Uh, I, I, yeah. I, I, I saw my therapist today, and it's just—it was, it was a tough session. Tough session.
11: <laughs>
2: Sorry, you've been tickled.
11: <laughs> what is that? What's going on there? <laughs> oh, well, I'm slightly insane. <laughs> Have you been drinking?
2: Nope. Hey, you've been drinking that warm milk?
11: No.
2: Good. I had a glass of warm milk the other night because I tried- you? yeah, I did. And it was um the the thing when I was right, someone had cooked like a curry or something, yeah. something really stinky in the microwave. And Yeah. Th- Cuz it stank. Huh. And then so I-, I then I warmed the milk up, right, in the microwave. Should always boil it really on a, in a yeah. pan. I couldn't be bothered, um, and I warmed it in the microwave. And the, so the milk came out tasting of like stinky curry. Well, that's horrible. So I had to, but I wanted the effect because milk, warm milk makes you sleepy for twenty minutes. That's a fact. That's a scientific fact. Is it? Yeah. It's, no. Is that's a fact? Twenty minutes. It's like lettuce. Lettuce makes you sleepy. What? Oh. Yeah. So if you can't sleep, eat some lettuce. Never give a lettuce. To a cat, uh, uh, a rabbit, because it will knock the rabbit out. Sure. Unless, unless, unless they've got as a place with a um a gar- like a guard rabbit, right? That you need to knock out so you can get in and steal the jewels. There are some places that do. Yeah. Then you feed it um uh, lettuce and it will fall asleep. Beautiful, yeah. you're in. But never give it to a normal um, yeah. rabbit. Well, I had
11: some warm milk the other day. It was uh, we just got this new coffee machine. And the um with the pods. What is it? Got? Oh yeah,
2: one of those. Yeah, yeah, you, you, you'll you are soon uh,
11: yeah get bored of that. the um froth on the side, yeah, it, it didn't come out as well on the first try, so
2: yeah.
11: I basically just drank that.
2: Hang on, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. You drinking coffee from the pod machine?
11: No.
2: G- good. Okay. What
11: is that? No, the- because uh, they do the um like froth on the side. Okay,
2: yeah. You need to pick it up. Those pod it. machines, they're fun until I realised. Get this right. What? I was spending 60 quid a month on pods. 60 that is true, yeah.
11: 60 quid a month, that's like 795 pounds a year. The thing year. is, we, you can only get them, they were saying in the store where we got it, yeah. there's only like... T- five locations yeah. in
2: the UK. Gotta order them better. online. But then, yeah. like, Tesco have brought out their own cheap pods. Have they? Uh, yeah, they have. But here's the thing. got of Tesco's down the road. Yeah, well, th- here's the thing. They don't taste as good as the real pods. Oh. So we stopped using it. And I just stopped. <laughs> anyway, I'm off the caffeine now anyway, so th- you don't know why we're having this conversation. <laughs> what age, what age can children legally and ethically drink coffee?
11: I'm drinking some. You know, I'm drinking coffee every now and
2: then. You drink what?
11: I drink coffee. You drink
2: coffee at the age of ten. Yeah. You're having a laugh. That's
11: got. I don't think there's a law against it. I think it's just
2: no, you know, no, not no.
11: obviously not like two-year-olds. One,
2: no, you know. Well, what I'm age did you? Coffee. What age did you start drinking coffee?
11: Around eight.
2: Right, your your parents are bad parents, Wilson. I got I've got no, to say a, No they are. Oh, and no, wh- no.
11: When I was eight I was only drinking like a cup like a month. But now oh, yeah. I'm drinking it, you know, every now and
2: then. You know? Wow. Wow. I'm 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 outraged. I'm furious. Yeah. And we've got your details, so I'm gonna pass them on to social services, Wilson.
11: Well, Ian, yes? when you were um <laughs> speaking of being outraged, I was on the line yeah. and I think Speaking about that um, thing, yeah, uh, the newspaper headlining. Do you know what? I was surprised that you weren't angrier. That's insane. Twenty sixteen.
2: It, it's it's twenty sixteen, and I'm and Wilson. I'm going to let you go because I'm embarrassed that I said it when there was a ten-year-old online. But that headline about Pippa. It's incredible, isn't it? 0844-499-1000. Am I, am I crazy? What 10-year-old's drinking coffee? What the hell is the world coming to? Evening. Ian Lee, talk radio. This is day four. It's day four. I don't we're, we're a long way off, um... Oh, no. Carpet Martin says, Wilson has Drew Barrymore written all over him. I
0: Coffee at ten?! That sounds
2: a little bit... I remember drinking tea when I was about seven, cups of tea, and I used to to slurp it from the spoon. But uh, am I right, geeky girl? Coffee at ten, that's just not the done thing, is it? Hello. And go.
12: There we are. There
2: we go. you got a bell. Nice bell. Where'd you get that from?
12: Well, actually... (laughs) True story. I stole it I was, from
2: you. Stole it from her grandmother. You fed your grandmother lettuce, so she fell asleep, and then you stole her bell. You're
12: right about lettuce. It does work. It's
2: weird, isn't it? It is. What's the word? Soporific. sophomoric, Sopor. Sophomoric. Sophomoric. Sophom- uh, Sopper-
12: soporific.
2: Thank you very much indeed. I knew. I knew I wasn't getting it right, and I guess it was con- close. So well, it was. It was close, but it wasn't good enough. It, flipping it. I've been speaking English for the last seventeen years of my life. You would okay. think I know soporific by now.
12: Well, jot it down, and then
2: you can use it next time. Okay, Hold on a second. So- Soporific. Got it. Yes. Yeah,
12: so, shall I tell you the sad story about that that bell? Um, well, what? How, well, it's not sad. It's about sad about me. Okay. So it's a it, sad.
2: It's as sad as in a sad case. Not yeah. as in it's, it's so sad.
12: No, 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 There's enough sad stuff going on in the world right Isn't now. Isn't there? I'm just
2: just on most, of a most of it's most of it's happening that. on LBC right now.
12: Yes. Well, what happened was, before I gave the bell to my nan, I made a recording of it, just in case I was going to call the (laughs) rabbit hole.
1: You made a recording of the bell? And
12: then, yeah, yeah, and then the rabbit hole temporarily ended.
2: For those who don't know, it was a radio show that me and Kath did in another place, yes.
12: Mm, Which might occur...
2: Well, th- this is um, the thing, right? We were talking, but the, the way it worked, dear listener, for those who don't know, is me and Kathy just talking. We play music. We play really odd music. Um, and then people would phone up and we would just kind of open the line and they would join in the conversation. So, so we wouldn't go, hey, geeky girl, you're on. Just if you could hear us, you were probably on and you would join in the conversation or not. Um, and we hey, were going to do tricky. that. We were going to try and do that here on a Friday. Uh, but But the last hour of the show this week. Has kind of been a little bit like that anyway with calls straight to air. So I don't know. So I'm re I'm I'm having a little rethink. Okay. But as I said, I've got I'm giving myself three weeks to kind of get a, hand, a handle on what this show is, and what it's what I want it to be. It's, it's, well, this it is takes all...
12: time. It's going to evolve. Yeah. In in the right
2: way. And I'm not beating myself up about it. I know that there are some other presenters here who who are really you know. They're really. Th- I mean, they're putting a lot of effort into it and they're really thinking about how they want to evolve it and this this didn't work and that didn't work and they're mm. getting a bit frustrated. I d- I'm just like, let's just see what happens. Let's just see what happens. And I've been very happy with it so far.
12: Yeah, I mean, in, in, in the different incarnations of your shows in different places, you've kind of steered them to evolve in what was the right way for that time, you know? The thing so is, right, I am,
2: I am, um, I, I'm, a, I'm a proper, as you know, I'm a proper radio geek. I flippin' love radio.
12: Mm.
4: Um,
2: and I know what I like, and I knows what I don't like, and, um, I don't know how that sentence ends, so I'm gonna stop it there. <laughs> what you got for us?
12: Oh, well, <laughs> other than, um, to show you the, uh, embarrassing clip of the bell, yes. um, I just wanted to remind you about that message, voicemail. You said you'd have a number for today.
2: Um... Yeah, I have got a number, and I can't think what it is.
12: Um, no, worries. Just a
2: on, reminder. No, no, no. I'll, I'll, I'll give you the number. Hang on a second. Cass, you coming in or what? Again, the coat's freezing in it. Flipping it. Yeah, get your coat, love.
12: Is she knitting it?
2: <laughs> she, she can't <laughs> knit. She's never knitted in her
12: life. I saw that photo she put on Twitter.
2: She's right. I'll give out the phone number. You ready? Hang on a second. You got a pen and paper?
12: I have a pen and paper. I hope that other listeners do as well. Right, well you
2: can leave a message on this number for me. Right, oh two oh eight.
12: O two O eight
2: one double three one
12: double three
2: six seven three two six seven three two and that's 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 anyone right? If and that's anyone, you want to give us a call and leave a message for me. O two O eight one double three six seven three two.
12: So that's anyone listening on the podcast or listening to the whole show and listening. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: Or... Just leave a message, I, and I'll, I'll I'll check it at some point. It's it's um yeah, I'll check it at some point.
12: Fantastic, and then everyone can join in.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly
12: wonderful. See, Thank I'm
2: a man of my there. word. You are. And my, my, and my next word is I'm going to cut you off. Good evening. Oh. Gafford. Good evening. Hang on a second. Where the hell have you been, woman?
8: <sighs> it's a long oh, story. No, sh- it's sh- a sh- long and boring story.
2: Oh, have you been in trouble with the computers? <sighs> better
8: than trouble the lord G- gafford i've had one of those days where i think it's a I'm bit
2: boring does it does it get more boring or is this as boring as it gets i, 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 I feel
8: like crying
2: okay it's getting oh. now it's getting really boring but I'm you're now you're f- trying to make me feel bad shut up Gafford. now you're trying to be uh, making me feel bad you should feel bad for, because you've brought you you're playing the crying card
8: i'm not gonna but i feel like it
2: well i have been crying today so, who wins? Oh, let's get in touch with our feet. What? Come on. Get, keep out of this.
8: Teary top trumps.
2: Teary top trumps. How many times have you cried today?
8: Today? I had a little weep.
2: Okay. Just one? <laughs> this one? Okay. I'll, I'll play my hand in a second. For how long?
8: Well, you didn't notice.
2: There you go, you see. I've cried Do at least... Do you
8: know least... why? Because I'm dignified.
2: i cried at least three times for, I would say, about an hour and a half in total. Oh. Boom shakalak!
8: I'm not sure whether you win or you lose. Exactly
5: exactly oh. i win because i haven't cried
8: oh good for you i wish i didn't cry
5: yeah i'll probably cry tomorrow but... what would,
8: you... would what would make you cry gatford
5: well uh, one thing what
8: on earth are you doing on the air on
5: bank holidays well uh that would make me cry if i had to go to work on Monday. in
8: the words of gordon gecko money never uh-huh. sleeps pal money never sleeps i always
2: work bank holidays Stretch. We won't get we won't well, get any. But we won't get any phone right. calls on a bank holiday. By the way,
8: why they're not doing never anything do. now?
2: No,
5: never do. But never the kids do are off. they call you and and do the party No, and, uh,
8: we and never. Also, they'll be, as, and they'll be drunk as lords.
2: Trust me, guys. Trust me. We will n- we will get hardly any phone calls on bank holiday on all good right, Monday. Well,
8: it's fine. Do you know what we can do?
2: Yeah, Is it called Good
8: Monday. Should be Easter Monday. Easter Monday. We can play Uno.
5: Yeah. Oh man, alive. plus four, I win. Fair play, yeah. Fair play. Um, I was given tea in my bottle uh, at uh, a very young age. Mm. Didn't do me any harm.
1: Well,
8: I give my kids time. tea.
2: Wilson drinks coffee yeah. at the age of ten. Alan Border. That is out of who's Alan Border? I don't
8: but, know it's rhymes with out of order.
2: Okay, that is insane. An Australian cricketer. cricket. Please. Song. What is going on between you two? I'm getting a real. I'm getting a very sticky, sexual sense. Well,
5: keep it to yourself.
8: He's a very attractive man.
2: Well, now you're just can't taking de- the mick. What I'm can't not? Deny it. What are you being sarcastic for?
8: I'm not being sarcastic. Don't be
2: rude about him. He can't help it.
5: Oh, Gaffer. I Can't tell if you're being nice or not, Ian. He's not the tortoise no. and the hair. Do, do you know what? That sounds to me like somebody saw that on Twitter and thought that will be that will be the headline. I bet they did. I mean, it's like it, it really is. It's like what what in 140 characters can we put on the front of a newspaper?
2: Yeah. Terrible. No, it was it was page 37. Oh, okay what are you making such a big deal of it for? It
8: wasn't the front page. He thinks it's an outrageous slur against a young woman who is so much more than that. Here's
2: a film I'm never going to go and see, and I've seen the trailer for it 15 times. OK. Eddie the Flipping Eagle Edwards. Why would I want to go and say... Se- I've been to the cinema a lot, um, uh, Gatford, <laughs> as, it's, as it's therapy to try and pull me out of my breakdown, all right? Um, and I, I I've, every time I see the trailer for Eddie the Eagle Edwards, right, every flipping time, it looks... He was rubbish! Why would yep. I want to see a film about him? They were—if he was rubbish, the film
8: would be double rubbish. He wasn't rubbish; he was <laughs> spirited. He was brave. He's a
2: nice lad. I've worked with him.
8: He's also a lot more attractive in the film. I fair went, play to him. I went ice skating with him. Did you
2: for maybe the one show? Oh, because someone really? thought that someone thought that would be a
5: wacky idea. Huh? Do you
8: like the oh. one show? <laughs> but-
5: The thing was, is that the rest of the world kind of laughed because there was this plucky British guy. He was what?
8: Plucky. Thank you.
5: Plucky, thank you. Um, And um, he he jumped, like, about, what, 10 feet or something?
8: Yeah, but that slope is steep.
5: Yeah, but the idea is it was the Olympics. You were supposed to be good.
8: Yeah, no, but look at him oh but it's also have a go isn't it oh no that's a that's a fun run Uh,
5: that's yeah that's that's a fun 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 run we're all winners um, no we're not
2: only the winners are winners Gatford thank you very much indeed 0844 499 1000
1: (laughs) here's I'm
2: looking at a two page spread about Eddie the Eagle Edwards the movie yes guess who directed it
8: I know Dexter Fletcher
2: Dexter Fletcher from press the, gang. the Press Gang from The Press Gang directed it and he looks now he looks like a director doesn't he
8: Oh
2: <gasps> it looks like a director I've been looking
8: at that picture I didn't realize it was him Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oh Dexter He's
2: wearing a neckerchief he's got the kind of the big hair the glasses is
8: he looks like a he director He looks like an intellectual and not a punk like he did in Press Gang
1: Um Dennis is on the line Good evening Dennis Good evening, Ian. Good, um, good a few evening. minutes ago, you told that young gentleman you'd been speaking English for the last 17 years. That's what, correct. Were you speaking before that? I
2: apologise, my English is not um, so accurate. I checked, I've actually been, I get the numbers wrong. I've been speaking English for the last 15 years. I get, I struggle with the, the teens. They well, don't follow a set pattern. Um,
1: you learned tripe, did you?
2: I learned tripe? Yes. What is tripe? Is tripe a bloody mess, like um, yeah. Black Pudding? Black Pudding is blood.
1: No, no, it is. Quite clean, actually. They they uh, It comes out green because obviously it comes from a cow's stomach, but then they have to bleach it. It's
8: intestines.
2: Oh, dear, really? I got a
8: smack in the mouth over tripe. Yes. When I was a little in.
2: Why, what happened?
8: My auntie was serving it up and, like children do, I said what I saw. <laughs> yeah. And I went, oh, that looks like dog food. Yeah. Thwack. Well, been... it was dog food.
2: Yeah, we've been eating dog food. Did you know that? What? We've been eating dog food. Did you know that? What? We've been eating dog food. Did you know that?
8: No.
1: Did you know that, Dennis? No. Right. There's nothing wrong with tripe. It's one of the few me- meat no. with ulcerated stomachs can eat.
8: No, 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 no. Dennis, the further yeah. inside you have to reach for a bit, the least likely you're supposed to eat it, right? They no, no, no. They no. put the meaty bits on the outside for easy access. If you have to go into the animal, into the very core of the animal, it means you're not supposed to be
2: Ever it. eaten a tongue, Dennis? Oh. Yes. Yeah, no, is it chew? I bet tongue's really chewy. Yes. Okay, well, that's that sort of They then. peel
8: it, don't they? It's not got, um... I can't peel a tongue. Yeah, they can.
2: No, De- it's hairy. De- what? De- Who's got a hairy tongue? Let's not go there.
4: Because
2: <laughs> <laughs> I have in the past. Deadly dangers of £1 billion a year food fraud scandal. Police warn of toxic vodka. Todka? No. And pet food given to humans, food fraud is costing British families as much as one point one seven billion pounds a year, and putting the nation's health and even lives at risk. Well,
8: hang on, how is it costing us? But listen to
2: this, right? The, the 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 authority that's investigated this, the National Food Crime Unit. You're having a you're having a
8: laugh. Well, the National Food Crime. No, not after Horsegate.
2: And how many people uh, were arrested for that? Two. How many people went to prison? None. None. No, Dennis, we, no one went to prison for Horsegate.
1: No, well, they've probably been drinking the vodka that, that came with it. Thank you.
2: Thank you very much indeed.
1: Dennis, always good to talk to you, mate. Ta-ta. Listen, make sure you've got that ten quid for the end of May. You ain't going to make it, buddy. I am. I shall be there. Eight... Hey, listen, when I, come, when I come
2: to the funeral... Um, who, do, who should I see for the money? I don't want to be insensitive. Don't say that to No, Dennis. I don't want to be insensitive. But when I come to your funeral, Dennis, who do I ask for the ten quid off of? Because I just
1: make sure I get the right person. Just, just light it and throw it in the fire with me. Thank you very much indeed, Dennis. There we go. It's
8: a cheery thought. I just want to make sure I don't...
2: It'll be an emotional time for those people. Emotional time for me, because I'm getting a tenner result. I just want to know who I need to go up to and say, um... My name's Ian, I believe Dennis... Uh, well,
8: his wife is Gwyn, is so Gwyn would be the one, wouldn't she?
2: The National Food Crime Unit, the NFCU... No. Yeah, yeah. The NFCU Jimmy is the Scottish <laughs> person. <laughs> <laughs> Has revealed fraud ranging from lamb takeaways. Oh, yeah, I've had um, I've had lamb in um, a takeaway that... You, you think that's not lamb.
8: Yeah, but you know that when you... Yeah, it's
2: tasty. It's tasty. It's, it's, it's like, a sauce.
8: You know some places you go to a meat roulette...
2: Manuka honey. No Manuka honey is genuine. I don't believe in Manuka honey. But
8: it's dear. Well, yeah, but most Manuka
2: honey is not Manuka honey. Unless you're spending like 60 quid a jar, most of it ain't Manuka.
8: If I was going to spend 60 quid on a jar of honey, I want to see it squeezed from the bee with a T-shirt on saying Manuka.
2: Is it like milking um (laughs) A cow's teat? No. Um, do you isn't... squeeze the ta- If I squeezed a bee's tail, <laughs> would a little honey droplet come out? Could I, if I was, if I didn't have... If so I'd they run come out of their mouths? If I'd run out of honey at home, <laughs> right, could I trap a honey, bee? Honey, I'm home. <laughs> honey, no home, honey. Could I trap a bee and then just squeeze it over my toast ever so slightly? No. And then throw it out of the window. I couldn't do that.
8: I don't think so. I don't you know think that's you... the approved method. You know
2: you can milk cats.
8: You can. You can milk anything that's got a nipple. Well, you've got nipples.
2: I've seen Ryland milk his nipples. Oh, God. That is true. This is absolutely true. Ryland Clark milked his nipples for me.
8: He... Right.
2: And milk came out, and it was delicious. (coughs) Huh?
8: Ryland needs to go to the doctor, because he's clearly got some sort of infection.
2: And we spent about... the tight tops. We spent about 40 minutes trying to milk my nipples. Oh, God. Couldn't get anything out at all. felt so, um... Um, what's the word? Intransigent? No. I felt so um, inadequate. More alarmingly, the story... I used to came. be able to
8: shoot across the room. <laughs> Seriously.
2: Let's not even because you know.
8: Well, I've had two children. Steady. And sometimes. Because
2: you know what the answer to that is.
8: Hmm. No. Go in the shower and.
2: I write it. I write it down. down. <laughs> so did i
4: <laughs> more
2: alarmingly there is evidence of offal that is supposed to be used as pet food being reclassified for human consumption and fake vodka vodka <laughs> containing toxic levels of methanol um, um okay so here's some of the um joe and julia and, and katia stay there do you want me to go and get them no they're there oh he's done it he's, he's the, boy, the boy's eating this supper and he's done it. Look okay. at him. He's good, isn't he? Sometimes. Yeah. When you were off, he messed up the adverts in the first break. It was so embarrassing. We had Andy Parks, it. it was so embarrassing. He played two sets of ads at once. It was so embarrassing. Um, um, olive oil. Bottled olive oil found in Surrey was inferior vegetable oil, adulterated with colourings and
8: flavourings. <laughs> he oil.
2: Adulterated.
8: He said vegetable oil.
2: Oh, yeah, it's inferior vegetable oil. Adulterated with colourings and flavourings.
8: Oh, dear. Would um, people really know, though? People pretend to know. I don't know the difference between extra virgin olive, olive oil and their other stuff.
2: Is one? Is a weird one. Mm. Oregano. Oregano. Nineteen out of seventy-eight packs of oregano. Mm. That's how they say it in America.
8: Yeah, they also say aluminum.
2: Well, they don't put the I in. They don't put the um, the second I in. That's why it's aluminum. They're saying it as it's as it's written.
8: Mm.
2: Have you heard the ben Naked Lady song about that? Is it called? Aluminum, Aluminum, alu, al- al- aluminium. aluminium, aluminium, yeah. But da da Let's um um let's go to Joe. Yes, Joe. Hello, Ian. Pizzas tests. Oh, let me do this. So oregano. Yeah,
4: pizzas.
2: Hang on. Nineteen out of seventy-eight packs of oregano were bumped up <laughs> with cheap ingredients such as olive or myrtle leaves. And here we go. Pizzas. Tests oh. on fifteen cheese and ham pizzas in Derbyshire found thirteen were bogus. What 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 was the cheese? Eight contained no meat. And five used turkey,
8: turkey oh. ham though. Turkey oh, but ham. turkey ham is wet. Have you ever have you ever eaten turkey ham? No, mate, I've not. Oh, it's horrible. I tried it because apparently it's supposed to be um healthier. It's got less fat in it and all that stuff. It's got less fat. It's got loads. It feels like it's got loads of water in it. Horrible.
3: <laughs> uh, Joe, hello, in
4: What you got for us?
0: Well, I was going to say uh,
3: welcome back and everything, but I know you don't like people doing that, so I'll just skip over that one, but it is good to hear you on the airwaves.
2: May God bless you for your kind words, Joseph.
3: Well, you know, um, I've got a um, a little thing here, which uh <laughs> <wish, laughs> don't, don't, don't do
2: yourself down. I'm sure it's perfectly <laughs> adequate. I'm sure it's brought pleasure to dozens of, of not people. That,
5: not at my age, mate.
2: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you get tablets
5: for that now. Yeah, well, you know we've got
3: this thing coming up at the weekend where you got to mess around with all the clocks and everything. else. Oh yeah, the clocks go back. Well, being a bit of a rebellious pensioner yes. or an old age pinch, as I call myself, yes, yes. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not going. We haven't. We're not going to spring forward this year. We've decided to winter, winter back. Yeah, yeah, that's the way it should be. Yes. So uh, as I'm busy over the weekend, I thought i would start tonight. So yeah. I've gone and I've done everything. And it's not quite five to eleven at the moment here. <laughs> and you, that's going to stay beautiful.
2: You are absolute, and I, I and I say this with love and respect. You're nuts. <laughs> You're flipping nuts! I don't, I don't well, mean...
3: What it is when you when you've worked all your life and you have to say you know yes I'll be there at such and such, and always play everything by the book and all it's so nice to rebel and uh, any appointments now I just say I'll get there when I can and that's how it works. Wait,
2: what kind of appointments as as an older man? Because I'm getting I'm getting old, Joe. I'm, right, I'm getting old. What kind of appointments well, do you have to keep?
3: Well. Um, because of the old insomnia, mornings are out, so oh. my doctors and my dentists and the hospital, they know now, yeah. so I always get, an, they, right, afternoon, Mr. So-and-so, yes, please, that's it, and uh, so I just don't do mornings, really. Yeah,
2: uh, <laughs> do, I, do, I I doing this job, right, I'm getting home about half two in the morning, right? All right, yeah. Yeah, and I I but then I'm and I and I get home and I'm still a little bit buzzy, so I read for half an hour and it lights yeah. out at three. But then yeah. I had my boys coming in at half past six this morning and no I No respect. No oh. respect for the dead at all. No, as, as I <laughs> wished I was. But they he, they came in and they made a little Easter Easter basket and it was it was um full of f- oh, That's nice. It was nice and it had chocolate in it. <laughs> then they said they said, We made this for you, Daddy. Can we have the chocolate? <laughs> I went, Yeah, go on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Of course you can. Joe, listen, thank you for that. It's a a good reminder, actually, guys. The clock's got back an hour at the weekend. Don't forget. Julia's on the line. Yes, Julia? Hello. Hello, Julia.
13: Hello there. Um, My boyfriend's listening to you on a bus, and it's a sleepy bus, so he can't talk. So you've got two options. Yes. We can either talk about him, and he can't talk back, or we could sing him a nice lullaby.
2: Now, hang on a minute. I'm having... Are you having trouble? Is it muffled in your ears? Or are you hearing oh, well? Because I'm...
8: A little.
2: Could you hear what Julie said? Her boyfriend's... Shall I a... talk like this? No, you do. I tell you, it's not, it's not you, Julia. and I'm not making a cheap gag about your accent. It's just there's something with these headphones or this... this my side of the desk uh... where some of the phone calls... That was a good noise. Some of the phone calls are <laughs> a little bit muffled in my ears. So, I'll tell you what I picked out. Yes, Catherine, go.
8: Julie's boyfriend's on a bus... You a can't, sleepy bus. A sleepy bus and he can't speak. I don't know what a sleepy bus is. Well, where you're not allowed it's to... The bus see. you sleep on. Bunk <laughs> beds on the bus.
13: Oh. Like in Harry Potter, but in Hang reality.
2: On. Is Julia? Is Julia, is your son, um... Boyfriend. A rock... rock. Right. Who is it? Is he it's, a rock singer? Is he a rock singer?
13: No, no. He's a podcaster extraordinaire. Oh. Hmm.
2: So, so Basil. I'm, again, I'm not getting much of this, and it's not—it's—it's it's, it's entirely the fault oh. of the technology, Catherine.
8: Yeah. Well, maybe we could talk about you as well.
2: Huh? you're gonna have to—you're <laughs> gonna have to d- right. talk.
8: He's not a rock star; he's a podcaster.
2: Right? Okay. Oh, okay. Fair right. play. And he's on the oh.
8: sleeper bus.
2: Where's he going? Why is he not?
8: Why is he not making like, love let's to ask you? Her. Why is he not? He's on his way to make love to me. Oh. Yes. You got—you heard that one.
2: Get in there. Don't mean, don't mean. I don't mean it like that. Well, I do, I suppose. What time is he? What time <laughs> that's is literally he? Literally, what you mean? What time is he coming to your house?
13: Uh, ah, yeah. um, he should arrive in Glasgow at
8: seven a.m.
2: Oh, flipping heck!
8: Oh, he'll
13: really? be,
2: he'll be knackered. No,
8: he won't. He's, well, he's, well, he's he had a lovely night-ness. sleep.
2: Yeah, that's true. He hey. had
8: what? Two night nurse? Why?
2: Oh, oh, well, what? So what, <laughs> what, what? 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 What do you want to say about him?
13: I want you to sing him a nice lullaby.
2: Oh, flippin' heck. What
13: can
8: we sing him?
2: Um, oh, hang on a minute. I've got something we can sing. Is, is my computer on, uh, Ed? Because I'm going um, to... How
8: it. nice, though, to have the anticipation of knowing that he's on his way back to you. Oh, we we've,
2: we've not got long. Hang on a second. Let me just try this. Here we go. Here we go. This should work. Let's see if we can do this. Here we go. So exciting.
14: I'm so gripped.
2: Is it? Is it on? Okay, maybe it's a build-up. There'll be a build-up. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> you ready? Here we go. He's got he's drifted. Ah! Hang on, hang on. Right. There we go. I don't know this bit I don't know this bit of the song. Hang what on. Is it? Hang on. <clears throat> here we go. <clears throat> it's very good, is here we go. Shh. Sh- China, the Chinese chicken. You have a drumstick and your mind starts ticking. watching X-Files with the lights on. We're done on. I hope there's smoking man's in this one. Like Harrison Ford, getting frantic. Let's think I'm tantric. Let's think, think it's guaranteed to satisfy. Like Kurosawa, McMahon I make mad films. K.O. make films. But if I did, then have a samurai. Then
8: it gets really difficult. Then
13: I can't do that. Oh. Does that, does that... W- it help it, you make it funny when I'm mad? Try hard not to smile though it feels bad.
8: I'm the kind of guy that laughs at a funeral. You don't understand what I mean. You soon
2: will. Yes, was I hope that was adequate for him, Julia? I have no idea why we ended up doing that, but there you go, Katia, Stay there, please. Is that okay? Yes. Oh, dearie, dearie me. She doesn't sound very
1: happy, does she? Talk radio.
2: Evening, everybody. Okay, for the last hour of the show, we'll take calls straight to her. I, 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 I try and summarise what we've spoken about. I honestly can't remember. Katia, can you remember? Uh, no, because. Okay, so if you want to give us a call, you ca- sorry, Katia, that was rude of me. Go on. <laughs> no. Yeah, uh, we'll take calls straight to it. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Wait for the news. Sit back and listen to the news, and then we'll we'll, we'll talk more. Then here we go. Here's the news. <laughs> Evening, Ian Lee, Talk Radio. Catherine Boyle is here. What's up? Eddie's over there. Oh. There we go. You see, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we are um, uh, match weight, fighting fit, ready to go. We'll take your call straight to air 08444991000. But before that, Katia has been waiting, haven't you, Katia? I've got to. And we'll come to you after Chris. Good evening, Chris. Good evening. How are you? Yeah? How are you? I'm, I'm a little bit scared, if I'm honest. Why? Why are you scared?
8: Because it, um, for no reason. You've got a mysterious voice. I don't understand why you're so scared of my
2: voice. Could you say, um, could you say, come here, my precious?
12: (laughs) Could you do that? You make me cry every time I ring now. The reason I rang was actually to apologise.
11: What did you want me to say?
12: Come here, my precious. Come here, my precious. There we go. You're not trying to say I sound like God
4: on my uh, Yes,
12: <laughs> I am. Um... What would you like to
2: apologise for, Chris?
8: Hanging up the other night, I felt quite guilty about it. I just got a bit overcome. Oh yeah, she was um, cooking. Upset.
2: Was she cooking? No. Who, okay, I'm, I don't remember. I don't remember. Uh, any. That was Missy that uh, falling was falling down cooking. the well. Oh, you fell down the well. <laughs> Hello. She's fallen down the world. She's upset this. again. Um, she's overcome. She's, i have got no idea what's going on. Katia. Yeah. So there's um a single magnum bottle of burgundy wine mm. was offered for sale at fifty thousand pounds last August. It was fake. Ooh, so serves you right. If you're gonna spend that much money on booze, serves so you right.
8: That's just buying it to show off. Isn't it though? Mm.
2: That's just I mean, that's just stupid. Oh wait, four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Katia, yes, please get to the point. You're, you're, oh, you're block, blocking up the um, the phone lines. Let,
7: let, let's play uh, guess the presenter.
2: Oh, um, is it Steve Allen?
7: <laughs> no, I have to give you some clues. Is it Steve is, Allen? Is it?
2: Is, okay. it? is it a talk radio presenter? But, uh, no, no, I'm giving the clues. No, you but I tell you, questions. I tell you, I tell you why, because no. it would be
14: helpful what?
2: to promote one of the excellent presenters that's on here I, um, yes it's true John,
7: John Holmes John is Holmes really good'
8: is excellent John Holmes yeah. is excellent
2: yes uh, oh. so, are, so are some of the others no um, let, no so you're go gonna dismiss ahead. you're gonna dismiss all of my colleagues Sam Delaney is good. Sam Delaney is 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 really uh, up and coming.
7: Uh he's got a very cockney voice, hasn't he? A little
2: All right, bit. I'm Sam De- <laughs> All right, I'm Sam Delaney. And here's the thing, right? I came in on my scooter, right? And I was driving in, and it made me think, what yeah. do you like eating? Yeah. I like eating sausages. <laughs> and I like, I love nothing more than a sausage sandwich and then firing off a shooter. The
8: thing is about your man Delaney, right? He sounds like he's from... Sam
2: L- Sam Delaney. What did I call him? <laughs> your man Delaney.
8: Right. Well, that's because I'm being street... The thing is about Sam Delaney, your mandalaney, is he sounds lockstock. I
2: used to, I had a friend who had a mandalaney, it was an amazing sound, but I could
8: never play it. He sounds lock stock in two smoking barrels, but he's actually a thinking man.
2: He's um a thinking man's bit of crumpet.
8: Okay, first two.
2: Yeah, we're still playing this. <laughs> is
8: it Steve Allen? <laughs> okay. Has he got a spike? No. <laughs> I know exactly where I
2: shove Steve Allen's four AM spike.
7: Okay. Sentence number one. Let's start the show again. What? Sentence that they are. Sentence number two.
11: Oh, I've got itchy
7: ears. Oh, number
2: three. Oh, oh she's doing it. She's, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Carry on. Carry on, Katya. This is funny. Oh,
8: scratchy beard. Oh. oh yeah, this is funny. Yeah. Think uh, might, I think it might be me. Yeah. Is, it, is it,
2: Here's another one. They say um, you're barred, Katia. <laughs> there we go. You see? That's that's. You know. That's how
8: you do it. Give us a scratchy beard, though.
2: Look, full beard now i'm loving it i'm it turns out i was meant to have a beard my whole life not when i was a baby that'd be weird <laughs> <laughs> but i was i was i'm like noel Edmonds. i'm meant to have a beard and i look at a picture of me now without a beard i think oh that looks weird A it's n- n- gonna
8: fall on me n- naked face you know who had a beard when she was born
2: katie hopkins no and she's got one now
8: no oh elizabeth taylor oh yeah she had this condition where she was covered in a downy, dark hair.
2: Yeah, it's, it's common.
8: Yeah, what's it called? Tra- tracker. Hairiness. Yes. She had that.
2: Who And some people are born with tails. And that is a fact. That is a medical fact.
8: Wasn't, um... I did see a boy once on a documentary on YouTube that could waggle his tail.
2: Wasn't Nick... That wasn't the tail. Wasn't... And that wasn't YouTube. That was... Wasn't Nick... Didn't Nicholas Cage... Didn't he have a tail? What? I'm sure... I have 0844-499-1000. Oh four, 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 nine, nine, um, I am convinced that Nicholas Cage, uh, star of um, Con Air and Raising Arizona, I'm sure he was he famously had a tail when he was a baby. I'm sure of it.
8: Which brings us back to yes. that phone-in we haven't done yet. Yeah, go on. G- Good wigs.
2: Oh, yeah. Um, there's no such thing as a good wig. Well,
8: this was all right.
2: Mm, no, because you can tell it's a wig. There's no no one has ever had like one. You're on the wireless.
0: <sighs>
8: Boy, a good wig. Mm. Well, women do. Sophia Loren has worn wig after. Women's
2: wig. wigs don't count because, because they're, they're outlandish. They're outlandish. Barbara Windsor wears a wig.
8: Mm. Um. Dolly Parton, famously.
2: Dolly Parton, famously. So women's wigs are different. I've never seen a man's wig...
8: Tony Curtis.
2: <laughs> Tony he had
8: that pompadour, didn't Tony he?
2: Tony Bennett. Tony Bennett. Well, oh. I've been in the same room as Tony Bennett. That's right, I sat around a table with Tony Bennett. He was being interviewed for Loose Ends on Radio 4. And I think he was he was the first one to be interviewed, right? And it was Ned Sherin, and Ned Sherin was interviewing him. And he finished the interview. And then Tony Bennett, has another 40 minutes to go. He sat back in his chair. Put his hands on his chest and fell asleep for the rest of the show. What a legend! Well, he's Tony Bennett. He he's was. Tony Bennett. I think. I think um, uh, leaving his heart actually in San Francisco means he can only be active for a few minutes at a time before having to um, to uh, go to, to rest. standby. Goes into standby mode. His thing. Uh, uh, um, Frankie Howard, a terrible wig. Bruce Forsyth, terrible wig. Paul Daniels, may God rest his soul. I remember when he came out as being bald. It was a big thing. Um, that one minute he had, And as a kid, I was only a kid and I didn't understand it. But he had lots of hair, and then suddenly he had no hair. Mm. I was like, what happened there? My dad went, it's a wig, isn't it? It's a syrup. Yes, line two, you're on the air.
14: Hello, the fellow who's on tomorrow, right the book, what's his name again? Matt, Matt Haig. Hague. Haig. Just want to give him a bit of a prompt because he's a fellow writer like myself. I'm writing a book as we speak. Are you really, Rob? So basically, about a year ago, he's, he's had he's tacky. had he's
2: had about um a dozen books published and has won awards and stuff like that. And you wanna you say you wanna give him what? A little a prompt,
14: did you say? A little prompt because he's a fellow writer like myself. Okay. So basically, yeah. about a year ago all the books got really
8: rude. Yeah, they did, didn't they? Yep. Yeah
14: the love story's just disappeared. So, actually, I've got a couple of pages. Can I read a bit? Yeah, please do. I look forward to hearing it, Rob, as I hover
2: over the dump button.
14: So, this is about a lady called Castasia Boyle, okay? (laughs) And she (laughs) falls in love, um, so she goes to a party, and there he is, the man of her dreams, Christian (laughs) Bernay. She saw the back of his strawberry locks and looked down and my goodness... His heart is like two snooker balls. She'd not felt like this since Stephen Dennis did that Don't It Make You Feel Good video. (laughs) Her heart approaching, she knew her first words were very important. This was it. She approached him, looked deep into his eyes. She opened her mouth and said, Hey, love, I do knitting. Wanna come round and do Rita Sue Bob 2 and chill? She nailed it, and she knew she had. On the way, we can get some duct tape. Christian Savard and said, That's lovely. So that's kind of the, the vibe of the book. What are you thinking? I think it's very erotic. Yeah, I, I, I think we go. So I'll call in tomorrow and he give me some prompts or something, well, or maybe. I
8: was thinking, you know, when we get back to do the knitting and chilling, I might, yeah. I might drop a stitch. i
4: might
2: with a gag bag. So- Thank you, Rob. Ta ta. Uh, have you seen that film? Yes, having I a gang saw... bang having saw,
8: a ball i saw it um covertly when i was a kid
2: yeah me too <laughs> Me too.
8: and i found it quite disturbing because they just look like mums and dads it's quite
2: an unpleasant i, I mean it's all a bit of fun then it, it gets, gets a bit, a bit nasty. dark doesn't it yeah is it johnny briggs's dad
8: no is but it... he was in what was he in apart from
2: line six on the wireless It's a Vinnie soundboard. One more? Well, seriously, what do I think about stents? Thank you very much indeed. Mm-hmm. I mean, isn't it funny? The pe- the, I mean, that was like 11 years ago. I don't think I've got those clips on my uh, computer anymore because I lost a load of stuff. I wonder if... if
8: that I person did. nicked them.
2: Yeah, but maybe. Um, isn't it funny the things that people... Um, oh, that might be rude. You know
8: why? because in many ways, Hold I mean, on. you're it, the soundtrack to their lives. Here we go, here we go. Go on. I've
2: got, um, I've got some of these, hang on. Oh. Why is the computer... here we go. Why is it not playing? Are we plugged in, Ed? Is the computer plugged in? Hello?
0: I'll have to bust uh, uh, the crap, uh, crap out of him one day. There we go. Wow. Who the hell is Ben Jones? Yeah, uh, there we go. Ian Lee's
2: an idiot. Yeah, yeah. Turns out I've got them all on here.
0: Can this show get any worse?
2: Oh, was this one? The last one. It's, um, it, it, it's, it's a joke for me. But,
0: but seriously, what do you think about stem cell research? Here we go.
2: <laughs> Funny the things that people latch on to, mm-hmm. isn't it? And mm-hmm. um, and uh, remember. 0844-499-1000 um, oh, is the telephone number. Um, I don't know why men uh, go for wigs. Anymore. I don't know why you would do it, really.
8: Well, you're lucky in that you've got a full head of hair and it's that ain't not going nowhere. To, exactly.
2: I ain't going nowhere. But
8: I know men, young men, and it's really upsetting when they start to lose their My hair. My mate
2: Simon went bald at 21. Gosh. But he was alright with it. He's got a very round head. He looks like a potato.
8: He's got a cheeky face. He
2: has got a cheeky face. Um, but I, I, but I know
8: s- men who were really upset about it. I know men who spent a fortune on like lotions and potions well, trying to keep we, it. we
2: both know someone who, who, who was going bald and came in one day with, with a very thick head of hair. Mm. Almost as if it had come out of a can but or you something. you know what?
8: I wouldn't blame them.
2: Yeah. I do a little bit. I just think accept it. it, it wigs are like the very first form of plastic surgery.
8: Well, is it because you, you forgive men less for being vain? The, perce- the perception of vanity. Because, you know, you expect women to try... Women desperately trying to keep up, don't they, with, with the younger generation. Whereas men are supposed to just let it all go.
2: Yeah. Uh, line uh, one, you're on the
5: wireless. Hello? Hello. Hello, Ian? Yes? Oh, hello, Ian. It's Peter again. Peter from Gillingham. I spoke to you yesterday about oh, your. So- you're the roll plugs collector, yes, sir. Yeah yeah well I, I know you weren't interested in them. I thought I might, I'd call you about another collection I thought you might like.
2: Yes, go on. Yeah, definitely.
5: I have got probably the most comprehensive collection of genuine 1960s Ivor the engine memorabilia. Here's
2: here's a thing, right? There were when I was yeah. a kid there were cartoons that was so dull that you wanted to actually die, and they were all um, <laughs> there was. Uh, either the engine and mm. nog in the nog.
8: Although the engine noise was good.
2: Yeah, <laughs> but it was just such a depressing... <laughs> it was so. Yeah, it was so slow. there and was, it was also a drawing, wasn't there was it, really? also the perishers. God, that was boring,
5: wasn't it, Pete? But, but either the engine, he was a classic. Yeah, he was a classic bore. I mean, I've even got genuine light models. Oh, for goodness' sake! Are you?
0: Ever going to finish. Evening, Ian Lee, Talk Radio, 0844
2: 499 Taking call straight to where Line six, you're on the wireless.
6: Uh, Ian. Yes? I wonder what's, um, over the engine, thinks of HS2.
2: Hey, there we go, let's start, um, Well, uh, 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 Was the train, um, sentient?
8: Yes. It could think, could it? Yes, and it was driven by Jones the Steam. It would not. it
6: would very, very quiet. get very slow. They wouldn't have any idea of it. It gets you from Birmingham to London quicker. And why on earth anyone would want to get to London quicker is beyond me. <laughs>
4: hey,
2: well done, well done for turning that um, on, on its head. I love. I worked Thank in Birmingham you. for ages. I love Birmingham. And I going, would well, you go know to Birmingham quicker? Because it's like it's wicked actually. Apart from, I never got the. Uh, you know the bulls, the brass bulls outside the bullring, yeah. right? They yeah, were they yeah. were voted as it being in the top ten of um, monuments or like tourist attractions around the world. Really?
6: Yeah. I oh, know, but there's not a lot else really, is there? there, there I don't know what it's all about. To be honest, people love the photographs taken out of it, and I'm thinking it's just a brass ball, isn't
2: it? It's just a brass. I don't. And I don't get. But it's up there with like the Leaning Tower of Pisa and the Empire State Building and the the brass bull. At the Bull Ring Shopping Centre what? in Birmingham. Not
8: the Angel of the North. Yeah.
4: Or?
6: No. No, no. It's not made of brass, is it? No, I, I don't it, know. He's, he's got a good. I mean, I've got another. I've got another question for you, which is a little bit topical at this time of year. Oh yeah. Now, yeah, right. Now, get your thinking caps on, because right, yes sir. Noah made his ark of wood, yeah. and he took two of every animal, didn't he? Yeah. So where did he keep the woodpeckers?
8: Oh. Where
2: did he keep the woodworm? Mm, where did he put the dinosaurs?
8: It's as if it's not a oh, literal they didn't story. Have, they
6: didn't have dinosaurs then, though, did
2: they? they didn't have dinosaurs then. Well, they didn't have Noah then. What with him not existing and yeah. stuff here's the thing here's the thing oh. about noah he lived to about the age of uh, 800 he had it off with his daughter oh no. yeah exactly they don't tell you that part of the story later on it was
6: now, either Adam his... johnson's gone to jail for the same sort of thing well, yeah. well not, no not, not quite not
2: quite the same sort of thing he's gone to jail for a bit of something very very naughty
8: that is a point though if they were the only people left on the planet
2: it was either his daughter or his daughter-in-law or his son no, one no. we're talking about. No, no seriously.
8: No, I'm saying it would be his son. Loads it?
2: of people have been saying, you know, that Adam Johnson, he's the f- he's the footballer that had sex with the 15-year-old girl, the child. Yeah. Well,
8: he, uh, he committed certain acts.
2: Okay. All right. we, I, I, I don't think we can te- we can particularly libel him that much, can we? He's gone to prison mm. for grooming and engaging in sexual activity. activity with a child, yeah. right? And there are loads of gobs, loads of idiots out there, right, saying, "Well, he shouldn't go to prison." Oh, he shouldn't go- oh, so so it's so, only so a bit of fun. She was she's the blame, she's a slag. There's people actually saying that, right? Including people that get paid to express their opinions. You know who I'm talking about. That woman. Right? He groomed. He used his position as a multi-millionaire football star. i never heard of him. I don't like football. To groom a child so that she would have it away with him.
8: How is it her fault? The beginning and the end of the argument is he's the grown-up. He's the grown-up.
2: She's the kid, whatever she looks like. And whatever she says. Yeah? And he, he, go, is it right? He Googled what's the age of consent?
8: Yeah, but he said that was about a different conversation he was having with his international colleagues about the varying ages of consent across the world. How
2: can a grown up not know what the, in, well, in Spain it was 13 until yeah. very recently. Yeah, I know, I know. Very recently. Mm. But still all these people are going, well, it's, it's, it, it shouldn't have, he's gone to prison for six years. He's gone for, for six years. It'll do two. Um, it, 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 she's just, I blame, I blame the mum. I blame the mum, people are saying, for crying out loud. For crying out loud. Even if that girl... Right, and let's go hypothetical. Even if she was, like, all over him. She was a kid! She was a kid and he should have gone, I'm really flattered, but you're too young. Uh, thanks very much. Good luck. But best of luck with... Here's a side picture. Best of luck with the rest of your life. Ta-ta. He oh, shouldn't have gone to prison. She's to blame. And so's the mum. Grow up, you idiots. Oh, it's a, it makes me sick. Line one, you're on the wireless.
6: This is the theme to Gary show, the opening theme to Gary
14: show. This is the music that you hear as you watch the credits. We're almost to the part where I start to whistle. Then we'll watch his Gary Shandon
2: show. Rest in peace, man. Rest in peace, man. You didn't do the whistle. The whistle is, um, ah. Okie dokie. Okie dokie. I found a little back door in phone box that's going to allow us to put on as many phone calls as I want. Oh, have
8: you? What did you press?
2: I found the conference feature, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> where you can put... It, it's, it's not perfect.
8: Well, let's see if it works.
2: It's not perfect. We, we, we won't do it now. But you can put six calls on one line, six calls on another. We've got Lanarche is on its way. Speaking of collecting, right... So, page eight of the Mirror is my favourite page of the newspaper. It's when they haven't got anything else to print, they make up. They just Google stuff.
8: I quite like the Mirror. I like the Mirror. It's a bit fun.
2: That's because you're a liberal lefty. You're MSM, mainstream media. You're part of the problem.
8: Hang on, liberal lefty. Since Thank you. It's what I'm going to say. Thank you.
2: So this got it's got um, bizarre hordes mm? of mad ca- ma- hordes of yes. madcap collectors. Right. Was that your stomach? No. This is after Peter Barnard, who was on the show just a few minutes ago. Yes. Um, His a... wife,
8: Janie, who is a retired speech therapist.
2: <laughs> and he, he talks like that. Um, it's to do with roll rule plugs, right? So, um, pick a number between... Eight.
8: Between eight? Well,
2: one and eight, obviously. Three. Okay. Darlene Flynn was known as the Queen of Soul. Right. Or the less poetic Shoe Lady. Thanks to her world record collection of guess how many shoes she had. Now I don't think I'm assuming this is shoes and not pairs of shoes. So how many shoes did she? have?
8: Well, cuz it's an odd number.
2: No, 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 it's an even number.
8: Um I think she probably had um 2000 2828
2: <laughs> 16,400 shoes. Really? Her treasured footwear was estimated to be worth about 350,000 pounds.
8: No, she'd been wearing them.
2: And 58 year old Darlene even persuaded her 29 year old lover, Lover, oh. Justin Smith, to prepare her shoes. <laughs>
8: what did, what did you she. can't get- have a lover called Justin. What?
2: Well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I miss him. What did she. My get- lover. What did she get her young lover, Justin Smith, to prepare for her? Now, she's a fan of shoes. She got him to prepare something for her. Oh,
8: would it be like a foot spa?
2: No. What?
8: Um, Would it be. uh, What did she prepare? Um, Did he wear them in for her? Shoe
2: shaped breakfast.
1: (laughs) You twit.
8: Justin.
2: But the path of true love did not always run smoothly, with Smith admitting they sometimes argued over her vast hoard. Oh, God's sake. I should have read this before I started this. Stop (laughs) laughing.
8: Oh. Oh, no.
2: In 2013, Darlene was found dead in her swimming pool after being battered with a baseball bat and Smith was charged with her murder. Then they've put a joke at the end.
8: Wow, that escalated, didn't it? They've it was put... a bit of fun and then...
2: They've put a joke at the end, right? After the killing, detectives have spotted him hidden in a garage, surrounded by shoeboxes. You would want to get buried in a in like a shoebox coffin, mm-hmm. wouldn't you? Yeah. Pick another number between... uh, 0844-499-1000, by the way. I want
8: something a bit less grisly, so I think three was unlucky for me. I'm going to go even number this time. Yep,
2: yep. Eight. Okay. There we go. A bit of fun. Um, Miley Cyrus fan, Carl McCoyd took his obsession to extremes and has murdered Miley... No. And now has 29 tattoos dedicated to the singer all over his body. Oh. He even named one of his children Miley in tribute. That's not a tribute... But his tattoo collection hasn't.
4: <laughs>
2: Good on her. I like Miley Cyrus, Hannah Montana, isn't it? His tattoo collection hasn't impressed Miley, who has blocked him on Twitter, and he's been branded a stalker in the well, US.
8: I, mean, I can see why.
2: Now even Carl, forty-two, from Bridlington, East York's, thinks the tattoos were a bad idea, and plans to get them removed in the hope of finding himself a girlfriend. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> <It's a big laughs> I think the reason she blocked it, right? They've got the tattoo down the right side of his body of her face, right? <gasps> At least, I think it's a face, or it's a crying skeleton. What the hell is that?
8: That looks like, um, oh, wow.
2: That is terrifying. It looks like Lamar.
8: I thought it looks like, um, is it Justin Hayward?
2: From the Moody Blues. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a, a black man.
8: Well, it looks like anything other than Miley Cyrus.
2: Miley Cyrus. Uh, I like Miley Cyrus.
8: She looks like a very young Hillary Clinton. Yeah, she does. And, uh, and there's not wrong with that.
2: There's nout wrong with that at all. There's nout wrong with that. Oh, eight four 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 nine nine one thousand 499 1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. You're more than welcome to. Uh, you can tweet us at Ian Lee as well. Um, and we'll take more of your calls after this. Evening. And Lee, Talk Radio 0844 499 1000 is the telephone number. I suspect everyone's asleep now. If every is there a way because we're on, on um um like main, people are mainly listening online. We should be able to monitor exactly how many people are listening to us. And if it dips below there's a, there's an old adage in the in the theater. If there are more people on stage than there are off stage you can cancel the show. on, you can yawn you can yawn. I'm am boring the the whole country. I'm boring you. And and there are three of us here, me, you and Ed. If there are less than three people listening, we can go home early. I think. Okay. I think that's the rule. I hope so, because I'm starting to get a banging headache. Um Go on, let's do one more of these and we'll do we'll okay. do something. Oh wait, four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number. Go on.
8: All right. Uh number five. Oh. No?
2: Um number six. Eee. Yes? Nats, no. Number. Someone is. Got people getting two. killed. Two. Okay, this looks like fun. Langley Collier started. Oh, I'm crying out loud. All right, I'm going to read it. They're all about people dying. No. Langley Collier started to collect newspapers so that if his blind brother Homer ever regained his sight, he'd be able to read them all. Oh. No, that's nuts.
8: I know, but it's hope, isn't it? That's optimism. Well, just buy a book! But also giving your brother a lot to do.
2: Yeah! Why would he want to read... Oh, who wants yesterday's papers? Nobody in the world. I'm quoting the Rolling Stones there. He even fed his brother... Oh, this guy's bonkers. He even... It happened a long time ago, so we can laugh about it. He even fed his brother 100 oranges a week in the hope that the vitamin C would help restore his vision but his well-meaning gesture turned to tragedy as the mountains of paper engulfed their New York home (gasps) and the brothers became trapped. In 1947, the authorities received a tip-off that someone had died at the property. They had to move mounds of paper, telephone books and boxes to gain access and found Homer's body. It was three weeks before Langley's body was found, just feet away, buried under tons of debris. Line one you're on the wireless. Oh, he's gone. Oh, he's gone. Okay. Debris. <laughs> oh, I'm half tired. I'm tired and I'm we went to we went out for some uh, food before the uh, before the show to uh, plan the show and you can see it was worth it. <laughs> I would say the lady in that restaurant was rude. No. Yes. No. We we went in there. We said can we get a table for two please? And It was busy, right? And she said, "Are you going to are you going to the theater?" We're near some theaters. We went, "No." She went, "Oh." Oh. Well, we're very busy. We're, very, we're a very popular restaurant.
8: I, I don't think she was rude. I think she was Italian.
2: Oh, that's racism. No, I'm not being that racist. That is racism. I'm just saying that
8: there is a delivery.
2: That's, that's racism. No,
8: they're very blunt, and she d- wouldn't amend it rudely. She said some nice things to me, and she said them in slightly aggressive manner.
6: Line one, you're on the wireless. Hello, Ian. It's Happy Tree here. Hello, Happy Tree. I heard your plaintive call for callers, and I couldn't, I couldn't resist. Although, actually, what I couldn't resist was your grammatical error. I'm afraid you said if there are less than three uh, people listening, and I went, oh, fewer, fewer, but never mind.
2: I'm going to. Where are you, Estonia? Yes. How long would it take me to get there? (laughs) How long would it take me to get to Estonia from here now? Um three days. Right. Well you've got three days to hide, buddy, because I'm gonna come there and I'm gonna <laughs> batter your ears. Why is oh, I don't
6: know exactly. I, I don't understand I
2: know it's meant to be fewer, but I don't less than is still why is that why is that incorrect?
6: Because it's to do with countable and uncountable nouns. If if you really want to know, but you probably don't.
2: I I don't actually. Ten know.
8: items or fewer. No. Yeah. ten items or fewer and lots of shops say ten items or less
2: but you know what it means yeah I know right deal with it you deal with it you've got <laughs> do you know what it means it you... means
8: I know more than they do
2: it means you you two should run off and get married and never <laughs> talk to me again because you guys have obviously got something wrong with you
6: no it's just that we understand what language is and you only just use it like a common a common criminal a criminal a, a common criminal <laughs> uh, anyway i i <laughs> to change the subject v- abruptly, uh, you you come from Slough, don't you? Sorry, you I, come from Slough. I, I, Slough, I, I was
2: the... Slough. I was originally born in Slough. Yeah,
6: Slough. I used to live in Slough. <laughs> How are you doing that voice? Yes, A big because I thought that's the only way you would understand me. Um, yes, when I was eight to ten years old, we lived in Slough. Um, Whereabouts do you live in Slough? And, uh, uh, Mulberry Drive, I don't know if you know that.
2: I do know it, well, I, you know, I do know that, but I can't picture where it is. It's near Ditton
6: Park. It's near which park? Uh, Ditton.
2: Uh, Ditton Park, I don't know where that is, now actually, I've got no idea where Ditton Park is.
6: You don't know where Ditton Park is, you'd know from Slough. Ditton, and, well, uh,
2: Ditton Park <laughs> is not exactly Upton Park.
6: Well, <laughs> well it's, it's well, Sal- Sal- Park. Sal- now, Hill Park. I don't know exactly where it is, it's near the, I think it's... South of the big road, is it London Road it's called? Oh, you're
2: just, talk, you're just talking nonsense. Get to the point He now.
8: was eight. Give him a break. Oh, I know,
6: do, uh, have you ever heard of Castleview School? No, it doesn't exist. Uh, no, you're not from Slough. Sorry, mate. He's <laughs> literally
2: making places up. Line, um... Why won't my... Uh, I've got to do that. Line two, you're on the... Uh, there you go. Line two, you're on the wireless. Hello? we're having trouble with that. Let's try there. Hello? Can you hear me, line two? No, I can't. It's not working for some reason. Okay. That's fine. So, um, we're, we're talking about wigs, right? There's a woman. I don't get dreadlocks. Oh, I do. Oh, it's dirty hair.
8: No, 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 no.
2: It cleans itself. No, it doesn't! Hair can't clean itself. Although they've made clothes that clean themselves. Did you see this? They've made clothes that if you shine light on it, it cleans itself.
8: What? Shine light rather than spreading water yeah. on it?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you'd, you don't clean all clothes with water. I do. I mean, well, you're, you're wrong. You wouldn't clean my suit with water. You would dry clean it. Well, then you'd be in trouble. I need to get some usage. But you, there, there are things you, you dry clean. Mm. Okay. Well. How do they do that? Chemicals. Yeah. Uh, but this, there are clothes. They've made clothes where if you just get light on it, it cleans itself. How cool is that? Anyway, there's this this woman, right? She's got. She's. They're called the the mirror have called her the Rasta Rapunzel. Oh, yeah. She's a Rastafarian and she's got long, uh, long locks, literal locks, dreadlocks, dreadlock holiday. Um, they're f- fifty five foot long. How is that possible? Hair stops growing after a while, doesn't it? But th-
8: they'll be, be, be extensions, won't they? They'll be extensions. No, they won't. N- no. Yes. Sometimes they do sew extensions in.
2: A woman, they. Sometimes they do sew ex- no, extensions No, I'm hairdressers Sometimes so ex- they sew extensions in. You really, really, I pity your children.
8: I do, but for different reasons.
2: A woman with 55-foot-long dreadlock, Dreadlocks? Dreadlocks. Dreadlocks. <laughs> Met her, oh man. met her hairdresser... By the way, 844 499 Met her hairdresser hubby. No one says hubby.
8: No, annoying people do.
2: Uh, yeah, I, yeah. actually, I've met people and they say, oh, oh hubby's gone out. Oof. Yeah, I bet he's going to out to get away from you, you fruit loop.
8: Does he call her wifey? Oof.
2: No, it's Wi-Fi it's pronounced. <laughs> um, after he saw her record-breaking tresses, made-up word, online.
8: No, tresses is real.
2: Yeah, but it's no one ever says tresses. Oh, nice tresses.
8: They say it in books, don't they? The
2: stresses on the tresses means that he undresses. Asher Mandela, oh, locks are longer than a double-decker bus and weigh three stone. It takes her husband, Emmanuel Chege, two days to wash and dry them. I didn't think you washed dreads. Yes. Sorry?
8: That's what I'm saying to you, yes. Then why do the
2: white dreads not wash?
8: Well, I think that's more to do with uh, the whole uh, look that they're going for is one of um, blatant disregard Mate, for washing. This
2: is all real hair. What? The Emmanuel Con. Uh, here we go. Known as the Rasta Rapunzel, Asha fifty-three, holds the Guinness World Record for being the stupidest woman alive, and for having the longest dreadlocks. But doctors have warned her their weight could leave her paralysed. Gosh. Emmanuel contacted Asher, who runs a hair product business. Oh, here we go. Yep. Uh, Three years ago after seeing a photo on hairdressing websites. Um, Yeah, it. it, it, Oh, there's someone there. Hello, line one. Hello? Hello? Yes?
0: Hello? It's Andre. Tim? Hello, Andre. Andre, my name is. Do you know who it is? Andre
2: did you get me, did you get me photo? Don't scale if you saw my picture of me. Oh, who's this? Oh, that's made me sad. He used to call in a long time ago. Used to, I, and I never know what happened to him. And people often say to this day, what happened to Andre from Basildon? So I don't know. I hope he I hope he got sober, is all I can say. Line two, you're on the wireless. Hiya, Ian. Hiya.
13: Hi. <laughs> Hi, it's Lee from Barnsley. Um, I haven't spoken to you for like ages.
2: Oh, it's Barnsworth! Anyway, blimey! They're all coming <laughs> yeah. out. They're all coming out of the woodwork. I've not spoken to you for about eight <laughs> years.
13: I know. I've been listening to you. I work now, though. You know, so I've got to uh, be up at stupid o'clock. So I don't often get to listen to you at night. So they cut them off tomorrow. Uh, I've well,
2: hang on a minute. I've okay. only I've only been on for four <laughs> nights. So, uh, and me and Kath are flagging. Uh, we both you got ti- we we can't hide our tired eyes.
13: <laughs> oh. Well, I'm used to it. I, I, I'm used to being tired all the time. I don't oh. sleep at night,
2: and there's, that's not going to help. Uh, there's that, that's no way to live a life. You're you're a, <laughs> a, a thrusting young woman, um, and you should be able to sleep and not feel tired. Is I always feel tired, and I, I and I, I think that's because of kids. I think kids My, ruin your life. Yeah,
8: I yeah. don't have that problem yet. The kid thing <laughs> overlapped with the breakfast thing for me, so it was like a double whammy. And I don't know, you know, it's like chicken and egg. Both of them leading to tiredness.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, what you got for us, Barnsworth? Um, so, you know, you
13: were talking about wigs. How do you feel about hair extensions? Because, to me, they're the same thing.
2: Yeah, I, um, last... Not the last haircut I had, the one before. I was talking to my hairdresser, and she was... I said, oh, your hair looks nice. She goes, yeah, these are hair extensions. I couldn't believe it. Couldn't notice it. But, but then when she showed it to me, you can see it. Sewn in. And then she said, you see the fella over there? I think his name's Kevin, right, who works there. Nice lad. I said, yeah. She said that's hair extensions. And it wasn't even that long. And I said, and I looked, and you can see the little clips they used mm. to clip it in. Mm. I think it's yeah, cheating.
13: Yeah, I, I, like, I quite like them, though. Because if you can't grow your own hair, for whatever reason, at least you can feel like you've got some hair. But I mean, you have, to, you have to grow
2: your own hair to a certain extent to get the yeah. hair extensions in.
13: Yeah, but my hair's quite short, and um, I had hair extensions put, it, put in when I had it cut quite short. And I thought it looked
2: better than putting on a wig. <laughs> but doesn't it, don't you feel, um, do, that it's not your, because it doesn't feel like your hair. Your hair, everyone's hair is a unique thing, right? My hair does not feel the same as Kath's hair, won't feel the same as Ed's hair, won't feel the same as yours. And if I had hair brushing my neck, or if I was wearing a low-cut top brushing my shoulders and, and the top of my back, that wasn't my hair... I would feel uncomfortable with that.
8: You haven't got any feeling in your hair. You wouldn't know. No,
2: I feel it on the <laughs> skin, you idiot. <laughs> Nearly swore at you then. You're being so oh, my dumb. Hair,
8: my hair
13: feels weird. Um, yeah, I, I got used to it. And to be honest with you, because I didn't like my hair being short. It was my own stupid fault for having it cut short. Anyway, yeah. it made me feel better about myself. And I don't think I could do do it a whole week. I don't it, like this. So annoying.
2: I don't like this thing about people having plastic surgery to feel better about themselves.
13: Well, I think if it helps you, why not? My friend's had, um, uh... Deal with it. uh, Deal with it. Um, lady lumps done, so
2: it made her feel better about herself. Lady bumps. You, um, can I just, one second. (laughs) Does she mean a boob job? She (laughs) means a boob Okay. (laughs) Well, no, I don't (laughs) think, I don't think it's, (laughs) I don't buy this. Listen, if you've been, and we're going to go to a break in a second, if you've been, like, physically scarred or something, have some plastic surgery, go on, you might as well. But just because, oh, I've got really small boobs, don't make me happy. Oh my bum! No. They get you get your bum implanted now, don't you?
8: Yeah, you bum right up. Yeah!
2: yeah, I don't go <laughs> go and see a therapist.
13: Yeah, but she couldn't even do things with a the boyfriend because she was that embarrassed. So wow, yeah. Well,
2: That in that case, <laughs> I've got to go. Thank you very much. <laughs> bed, there's dumping the bed. Hang on a second. Time for some uh, spooky music. Last fifteen minutes of the show, guys. I wait four 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 nine nine one thousand. Call straight to air. The, um, the, 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 there's not a lot of news around at the moment, right? Apart from, you know, Brussels. Um, and we, we, everyone's already bored, even the papers are bored of the uh, EU out or EU in referendum talk. We've got like another 18 months of that before the election, I think. Before the vote. right? And I, they, they kind of peaked too early with that. Is anyone really interested in that? I don't think so. So there's a lot of rubbish in the papers. There's, there's, there's the grisly account of what happened in Brussels the other day. And then there's a lot of rubbish in the papers. And they've made a a story up in the mail, which I love. I love these things, but it's made up, right? Is this proof that love never dies? Your extraordinary and tender stories of encounters with lost loved ones that will touch even skeptics. I'm a skeptic. It won't touch me. Is this proof that love never dies, right? I've not read the article. I'm guessing it's not proof. <laughs> I'm kind of guessing it's not what you would call proof. And they've highlighted it with a picture of Demi Moore. What happened to Demi Moore? Is she still alive? Did she die? Is she alive? She's Ed? Still alive? Is she still making hot movies?
5: I don't know.
2: Okay. They got a picture of Demi Moore and Patrick Swayze, who unfortunately did die from uh, the motion picture Ghost. So that shows how seriously they're taking it, right? We never forget our loved ones once they've passed away. <laughs> heck. I mean, that's a, that's a start to a story, isn't it? But some of us are left with more than just our memories. Recently, the mail reported... Reported. The mail reported. Right? And here's the interesting thing. This story doesn't have a, a name by it. Almost as if the person who wrote it... Um, is too embarrassed to put their flipping name by it. <clears throat> Recently, the Mail reported how a study had found that as many as six in ten people who have lost a partner will continue to see, hear, or sense them in some way. Researchers said that these so called hallucinatory experiences. Well, hang on, hallucinations. So called. They're hallucinations. For example, seeing a loved one in their old chair or hearing them call your name were far more common than we might think, but many bereaved people are reluctant to report them. Dozens of you responded to say that you had indeed had contact with partners... <laughs> i will just see where this is going. i will just see where this is going. Dozens of you responded to say that you had indeed had contact with partners, friends and even pets after
4: death.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
2: but you did not always agree that cold science could explain away such experiences. Now, I've not read these so there might be some sad stories. We've we found when we I kind of pick stuff that I've not read, it tends to involve something quite horrific. Um, okay. Oh. oh. <laughs> I've got <laughs> this is going to be a sad one. Bear in mind that the mail is asking, is this proof that love never dies, okay? This is um, from uh, uh, Granny to Two Twins. Well, there would be two. And it's headla- uh, headed, Grandpa Couldn't Miss Christmas. My- this is sad, okay, right. My father died when my granddaughter was two and a half. On our first Christmas without him, we were all in the kitchen at my daughter's house when my granddaughter came running into the room saying, "'Grandpa's here! Grandpa's here!' She grabbed me by the hand, took me into the empty sitting room and pointed at the sofa saying, "'Look! Here he is!' She could see him and was so happy. It made a difficult day much easier. She was too young to be pretending. "'What?! She was too young to be pretending?! "'She was two and a half!' That's all they do is pretend. That's all, line one, that's all that two-and-a-half-year-olds do is pretend. Line one?
5: Line one? Line one? Me? Uh, yes, you. Sorry, I was just reading to say
14: that you're getting towards the end of the show, mate, it's getting a bit quiet, it's getting a bit, you know, it's it's kind of, it's kind of failing, I think. Uh, and I think it's due to hubris, mate. What you're failing to do is address the serious concerns of the people of Buckinghamshire about Milton Keynes car parking.
2: Uh Uh-oh, go on, go on. Tell me why. And you could be onto something here, and I I appreciate your input. It's day four, and I want to get this right. I should be talking more about the the 10 pence increase in the parking at Milton Keynes?
14: Absolutely, you really should. And also, you've got to understand that there's a sort of two-tier system in Milton Keynes, so that 10 pence uh, is sort of magnified tenfold. It's almost like a... Uh, 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 kind of. What the people the, of Milton
2: Keynes? Story. I just come from a job where I actually had to do this story, and it was the dullest story. And I said, I said, I suppose I said, I don't want to ever do this story. And then it was in there, and I kicked off, and we ended up doing it, and it was the dullest. It's about a week before I got the boot. Right? What the people of Milton Keynes don't realise is there's a car park right by the right Watchers where you can park for three hours for free! So the fact that the parking's gone up by ten pence elsewhere is not only boring, it's irrelevant as there's free parking! You're
5: dismissing it. It's a serious issue, mate,
2: really. Thank you very much indeed. (laughs) Thank you very much indeed. Oh, man. Oh, I loved that job, but seriously, there were some points, it was about a week before I left, and I just said, what the flipping hell are we talking about this for? This is partly why, right? for this show i don't really if there's i mean if there was an incident that happened in the world while we we're on air if there was like if you know brussels happened again or you know something like that heaven forbid um then uh of course we'd cover it of course we'd cover it you know you know if the queen died we'd cover it you know we we have the the facilities to do that and i'm not completely averse to doing kind of heavy stuff on the show i don't mind doing that at all i do like having a good argument with someone about stuff so that will happen okay that will happen at some point we will have arguments and we will get you know someone for and someone again and we'll we'll have a barney and stuff like that that will happen but at the moment it was four years of being in such a structured environment where we had to do such dull stories sometimes that the idea of just coming in here and just playing with you lot oh it fills me with with joy with joy but thank you for that call. I enjoyed that. Oh, 0844 499 four, nine, uh, 1000. Here we go. Neighbour came back to say goodbye. Now, I don't know any of my neighbours. I do know my neighbours, actually. I know the woman over the road refuses to... Well, she... Over Christmas, a lot of the parcels that was for us ended up going there because we were out. And I went... The, the fourth time I went to her house to get the parcels, she went, we must stop meeting like this. I went, yeah, you're right. She went, no, really we must stop meeting like this. What she meant was, stop getting your parcels delivered here. I have no power over to where the parcels get delivered. It's the postman that makes the decision, Ed. The postman makes the decision, and she, the woman, has the power to go, I don't want to accept that. But what a miserable old...
9: You'd think your your neighbour's helping out here. You'd
5: think that, you know, they'd be willing to take the package for you hold on to it for a few days. It's just being neighbourly. It's just being neighbourly! I love taking packages from my neighbours
2: and steaming them open, looking what's in there, <laughs> taking what I like and resealing them. <laughs> neighbour came back to say goodbye. This is from Bruno's mum. These stories, are, remember, this, the mail is asking, is this proof that love never dies? I once saw a dear neighbour, a lovely elderly woman who'd been very ill, standing at the edge of the pavement outside her flat and looking toward my house with a big smile on her face. I remember thinking how well she looked and smiled because it seemed she was now better. I didn't pull back the curtain to wave because I'd just got up and was wearing a tatty nightie and my hair was a mess. How I wish I had, because a few days later her daughter told me that her mother had never recovered from her illness and had died in hospital before the time I saw her. But I did see her, and I can still see her now. I can't explain it. I can. It never happened. Never happened. Ghosts don't exist, guys. Strange sight on hospital corridor. There's load there's loads of these. There's about 20 of these. This is from Jake 7, Jake. Uh, I lost I mean it's a sad story and you I, it's a, it, here's the thing, right? I keep my dad died a couple of years ago, right? Two years ago I think. Was it 3? I get confused. And I keep Seeing people who look like him, and I keep thinking. And I, 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 at the corner, of my head, I think, oh, there's dad. Oh no, it's a, he, of course he's dead. It's a, it, that bloke looks a bit like him. Oh, I saw one today. I thought, oh, that bloke looks a bit like my dad, but it's not my dad because he's dead and he ain't coming back. He's not. But he's not given any sight. He's not coming back. I lost my dad and my sister in a very short space of time. When my sister was ill, as her husband came out of her ward one night, he saw my dad walking along the corridor in front of him. My dad had a very Now, here's a word you don't see very often. My dad had a very easily recognised gait. Why was he carrying a gait with him? You could spot him from some distance away. It was only when my brother-in-law got down to the bottom of the stairs that it dawned on him that my dad was no longer with us and there was no sign of the gentleman he'd seen in the corridor. We don't know anything, but we keep trying to make others believe. What? But this is... This... (laughs) Is this proof that love never dies? No, this is written by a lunatic. The last sentence is, We don't know anything, but we keep trying to make others believe we know everything. It's getting a little bit heavy. Let's do this last one. Sad message for a soldier's son. Is this proof that love never dies? This is from Karen Dunlop. At least Karen's had the balls to put her name on the the thing, so we know where it's coming from. My brother was in the army, stationed in the Middle East, when he saw my father in broad daylight. Now, you think that was odd? Bless you, Ed. Later that day, he received a telegram to say our dad had died. Now, guys, it would be great. It would be wonderful if that stuff happened. But you know what? It don't. There ain't no such thing as ghosts, you hear me? That's it, that's your lot. Back tomorrow night at ten. Till then, ta-ta.
9: Talk Radio. Join the Talk Nation. Dial up and talk radio.
4: We'll get you talking.